Hello and welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides his friend through the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me, as always, is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. This is our first Jeff Johns book. It is our first Jeff John book. Jeff, jo- Jeff Johns book. Arrgh! Anyway, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm very excited to be recording today because we haven't recorded for like, what, almost a month? Like, yeah, um, three weeks to a month. The last episode yeah. we recorded was the Batman bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, uh, you have you have taken a very stressful test. Yes. You have been on vacation, which is nice, I'm sure. And uh, for, Which uh, was surprisingly restful, especially because I went with my family. Uh, yeah. Yeah um and he, uh, i not much has changed with me so uh, but yeah today we are talking about some justice league we're talking about the first two volumes of the new 52 justice league series by jeff johns these being uh, volume one origin and volume two the villain's journey um like i said last episode these are collected in one deluxe edition of origin uh, which has both volumes the first 12 issues of the series in one deluxe edition but i don't get why the deluxe edition is more expensive than both trades combined yeah like i, I it was cheaper for me to buy the trades yeah so i yeah. bought the trades i i don't blame you I, I don't blame you um but of course before we get into this episode thank you all so much for listening it really does mean a lot uh, we've seen some really great growth in the podcast as of late um and actually finally being up to date with recordings we can actually talk about such things in real time so yes. uh yeah the uh, growth on the podcast has been fantastic um it's really great to see uh, a lot of the uh, these numbers actually reflect uh, how passionate we are about, about this and also and, and, and anyone who leaves a comment or just talks to us it, it it's always yeah nice. yeah um also thank you all. uh i think this is the first thing we're recording since we activated ads on the podcast so i just want to say thank you all so much for supporting the podcast despite the quick 30 second ad at the beginning of each episode um they, it really does mean a lot obviously this means nothing if you're watching on youtube but if you're listening to us and you just heard a 30 second ad of me advertising anchor it really does mean a lot um it really helps us out, helps support the podcast. A lot of this money, because it's not much, is going to be going straight back into the podcast. So uh, it's it's really nice to see. And yeah. uh, great, great, great to see that support still there. So uh, one other thing before we get into this episode, uh, we have now started with this episode. We have started asking on the day of recording for episodes, uh, asking for like comments, questions, things about the stories that we're covering. So if you follow us on Twitter, me at Jomo three with three underscores and jacob at newt5996 uh both of those will be linked down in the description if you follow us um and look for the days that we are recording the podcast you'll be able to like uh, ask questions and uh, leave comments and your thoughts on, the, on these stories that we're covering as we go through them and we'll get to talk about those comments and questions on the podcast itself so we have a couple to talk about today i'm very very excited for it so without further ado let's get right into it let's get into it so non-spoilers first as always uh jacob yes what is the new 52 justice league about well it's about the justice league forming um in the first volume and then i think we're skipping ahead like five are we skipping ahead five years it five feels years. like we're yep. skipping ahead yep. the five years to like yeah, five years yep. to quote unquote present day present day um, 2011 <laughs> present day 2011 yeah batman has had four robins <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. New too. Again, <laughs> we—I know we've talked about this before and complained about it in the podcast, but the New Fifty Two timeline of just you know is the DC, the, the DC universe has existed for six years in its entirety, and all this shit has happened just makes no sense. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That doesn't actually impact uh, the first volume. Origin is actually a really fun, like 
early DC universe idea of like, let's, let's, you know, let's just form the Justice League. The world is under threat. Superheroes are kind of like not the most like known thing. They're just starting to emerge uh, like, and they're in various places. Like, mm-hmm. like not, not, they're only like of our main leaguers. Only two of them have actually met before this series starts up. Two, two of them have met. Three are like, uh, I think like two of them are really known in the public. A third being Batman is kind of known, but still in that sort of mythic, is he real phase thing um, that, that Batman is is want to do at the beginning of his career. Um, and it, it is all done in a fairly, it, it's, it's a, I really like the structure of origin. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of how each issue basically adds a new league member. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, the first issue throws a couple of them at you. Um, it's worth noting that, for now, that both volumes collect six, six issues each. Um, so the first volume is, is, this first arc of Origin is the first six issues of the series. So you have seven leaguers introduced. You do the first couple in the first issue. And then from that point, you, like, add an extra one on to each issue. And it's it's a really nice structure to it. You know, you really get to feel like you know each of these characters as they're introduced. A little bit. And it's... And the plot, I'll say the actual plot is um, nothing special. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets the job done. Um, I'd say doing, like, uh, who the big villain is is a bit, a bit, I think, too high for, like, just the first book. But it also feels like it might be teasing things to come. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Um, there's a big... There, there, there is an arc later on in the New Fifty Two Justice League that does continue on from who the villain is in origin. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Um, we'll, 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 we'll keep we'll going. Get that to later. that. Yeah. Um. So, um. But yeah. So as that, uh, I think that covers as far as origin goes. What about the villain's journey? Uh, the villain's journey is kind of the five year later reaction to origin in the la- like the last four issues. I think four issues, yeah. And the first two are some in-between uh, nice little character, nice character beats. Um, I will say it's it's perhaps a bit weaker than Origin. Yeah, it's interesting because Volume 2, while more plot-oriented, because of that, it almost falls flat. Uh, no, it doesn't fall flat completely, but like it's, it's, it's a bit more flimsy and uh, doesn't hold up as well, I think. It's a bit flimsy. It... <sighs> It somehow feels in some places like more set up, like there's a reveal of a character at one point um, who's kind of on the sidelines. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if it's I the think one you of, know if, who I'm talking about. If it's the one, is it the reveal at the end of issue eight? Uh, I am not sure. I thought it was at the very end, but I could be wrong. Um, oh, oh, I know. He, okay, gotcha. I know who you mean. All right, you're right. Um, yeah. So like, while this is. Uh, well, Volume 2 like does continue on from what Origin does and, and does sort of work to expand the larger New 52. Um, it is at the same time also like, okay, we're also setting up uh, so these other series, these are other plot lines for different books. So Villain's Journey does set up, uh, it's not a spoiler to say, um, the New 52's version of the Justice League of America rather than the regular Justice League. Um, so we focus on that a bit more in the second volume, but uh, more on that later, obviously. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's interesting, but because of that, you know, you, you do get this feeling that you are setting up more, um, you are expanding the universe, and you are, like, getting more, like, plot-oriented and, and like, more detailed 
uh, more detailed events of like what's going on in the, in the new 52, but also you could tell that Justice League being the focal point of what the new 52 was doing, like the very first issue published of the new 52 was Justice League number one. Um, It is this focal point of the new 52 that they wanted everyone to be on as it was happening. So it is this like, it is almost like this tree with like different branches leading off to like into a bunch of different series at the time. And uh, it's an interesting experience. So I'm really curious to know a bit more later on what what, what you thought of those things. I mean, overall, I think that actually might be somewhere some my issues come from uh, mainly because having ever trying to have every character in every branch coming from this one book mm-hmm. like they do kind of gets in the way yeah like i uh see it's, it's interesting because i've always had this experience with comics and obviously you're, you're newer to it but when i remember when i read villain's journey for the first time i was like oh shit i didn't even know that was a thing and i, I went to go read uh, jeff johnson's justice league of america like immediately because i love that team lineup and uh and so like that's what that's what the desired effect is and it works on me because i'm you know a sucker for the comic format um but I, obviously i guess for someone like you like that doesn't work as well because it, you it doesn't work you as well have, and... you have gone through the process of that a lot of people have gone through of like you know buying like issue by issue oh this ties into this this leads into this um and, and you know, it's you're, re- you're reading like big collected editions. Yeah, so. it's kind of an issue. Like if you're in 2011, trying to get into comics with this reboot, which is you know rebooting the entire DC universe, um, as the New 52 is was was a semi-successful attempt at doing. And like, well, that's the thing with with Justice League. You know, it, it was advertised Justice League. The, the title in particular was advertised as this, as this big sort of like, hey, jump on here. You could read Justice League, and then you know it'll show you these other aspects of the universe that hey, if you're interested in, you could go read like Helen Villain's Journey. There's a small tie to even Court of Owls. Um, so like you could like jump from that point and be like, oh, what's going on in Batman at the time? Oh, Court of Owls. Look, look at that. Um, you see the end of uh, end of this volume, and you're like, "Oh shit, Justice League of America! Let's go see what that's about." If you're interested, or you could just keep reading Justice League. Yeah, and I again, I think that I think that effect isn't quite as. It's trying to get people to invest more money when really it should be focusing still on telling the Justice League story mm-hmm. and continuing that forward, and that's kind of what Villain's Journey doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's at this point that I would like to bring up our first Twitter comment for this uh, for this episode that I really that I thought was really interesting. I was asking people on Twitter um, what their thoughts are on origin and villain's journey and just Jeff Johns's Justice League as a whole. And I got this really interesting uh, reply from Ben O'Neill uh, at Bones four nine one eight says it's a solid run, but it reads like a movie pitch. The more comics you read, the less special the run feels. Hard uh, hard to really see it as anything more than a beginner's Justice League run. It's a bit harsh. But I do see where it's coming from. What What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that that is a really good sentiment. Because Villain's Journey especially is basically a bunch of movie pitches. Like, Yeah. yeah there's definitely. there's a decent plot in, like, the, the back four issues with, with the actual yeah. plot. Yeah. When, um, when they get Jim Lee to do the art again. When <laughs> we get Jim Lee to do the art again. Which, um, yeah, we're, we're going to need this non-spoiler just to gush over the art and get that oh, out of our oh, systems. Yeah, um, so m- most of these 12 issues are drawn by the great Jim Lee fucking legend that he is. So this is not only your first Jeff Johns stuff, but also your first Jim Lee book. Now, of um, course, Jim Lee was a figure I was aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who, who fucking wouldn't be? You know, <laughs> he has had such an impact on the on the wider DC universe and and just comics as a whole. Um, it, it's he's he such goes a great hard artist. on every yeah. 
panel. Everything. Everything. Like this man does not phone in anything. Fucking all star Batman and Robin, the boy wonder. He did not phone in. Yeah. He does not phone in. And it's yeah. It's uh it's really, really interesting. And uh and it's such a good style too. It's like, it's... So damn good. Yeah, absolutely. Um it really like it feels it feels very definitive, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's very much like defining this is the tone and the style of the new fifty-two. Like mm-hmm. um even like we because we you know we've we've also we've covered three volumes of Batman in the New Fifty Two at this point. That Jim Lee style and like that sort of framework for some of like just the look of the universe that other artists can put their spin on is still like there as a template. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you also get uh, through this through Villain's journey. You also get introduced to another big collaborator of Jeff Johns is uh, Ivan Reese, who did I believe most of issue eight. Um, he does this really great uh, big spread on like the second to last page of issue eight, and uh, God, I love Ivan Reese. What did you think of his art? I I liked actually pretty much all of the art that wasn't Jim Lee's. Um, mm-hmm. It was just kind of a shame that it was paired. It was paired with a Ghibli, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're always going to sort of pale in comparison, unless you're another one of the greats. Um, and I do think Ivan Reese is one of the greats, so like you know, he, he blends pretty nicely with, with the Ghibli art, um, for the most part. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good blend, but it's still not, not Ghibli. And it's, at least it's like an in-between thing, so like, Lee pretty much writes the first two big arcs, and then the, the issues in between are not uh, are are not Lee. Uh, they're 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 a bunch of a bunch of other artists. Like if you get the uh, the the um, just just the ver the um, the trade of of villain's journey. There's like uh, six pencilers credited in total. Yeah, like a, a ton of inkers um, and a ton of colorists. Um, just which is again kind of kind of fascinating just on how how much there is to get this one in this this second volume in particular out um partially just because jim lee goes so hard Mm -hmm. and going so hard takes time yeah yeah um I remember when you were first uh, when you were when we were first talking about uh, some Jim Lee art, and uh, the, one of the first things you had told me about him was like you're like I remember hearing that Frank Miller blamed Jim Lee for uh, for the delays in All Star Batman and Robin, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's probably true that like Frank Miller like was a lot of the reason, but also I wouldn't be surprised if some of it was Jim Lee because God, he goes, he goes so, so hard. hard, he goes yeah. so fucking, and he hard. just does the pencils, like, yeah. Just the pencil doesn't even ink, doesn't color. Like, yeah, like the inks. I think all of his inks are Scott Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott Williams is a big collaborator, and uh, and um. Oh God, who's the who's the colorist that does a lot of the Jim Lee stuff? Um. um oh God, I can't think. Um. Alex Sinclair, who does a lot of the a lot of Jim Lee's art. He did it for like Hush, a lot of the big Jim Lee stories. Um. He it's did a, a lot of origin. Uh, yep, it's a very signature style that, like that, that that specific combo of Jim Lee, uh, Scott Williams, and Alex Sinclair. Like, it's it, it works so well for Jim Lee's style. I mean, it, it it just it works well. I mean, I will say, comic art works well when it's a team who like knows how to work together. Yeah, yeah, and and even like you know, not not to discredit the writers, of course, we keep mentioning artists, but like Jeff Johns really does play into that too. Yeah. Um, it's a very it's a very quick style that uh, that lends itself to very visual storytelling. It's nice. 
yes, it, it is. It is nice. It is interesting. Um, all of the covers of all twelve issues, I think, are done by Lee. Uh, uh, yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, I will say all the covers in, in these two volumes are brilliant. Uh, yeah. If we do not stop to say the cover is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Take it as red. They're, they're they're all they're all gorgeous and interesting and. Let's be honest, this is kind of my first real interaction with a lot of these characters for like Yeah, like a lot of them made like small appearances throughout like Death of Superman. Um you know, we, we had other small appearances elsewhere. But uh, but yeah, this is like a lot of your big introductions. This is like your your first proper introduction to a lot of these big characters. Yeah. Um so it's important that, you know, it's to get like very definitive looks and feels and uh and personalities for them. You know, that that that's where the these two books really shine, I think. Yeah, and it it's such a good idea. Like yeah. it's 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 such it's such a good idea to start with like a Justice League, a simple Justice League story of let's introduce these heroes one well, at a time. The Justice League origin, I don't think, had really been officially redone since it was first created. You know, unless you're considering like you know animated series and movies and things like that. Um, this was like the first like proper like let's redo the origin of the justice league for the main continuity and let's uh let's see how it works out and i think it works really well you know because well, this would have really been the first time that the universe well yeah that like the universe was fully rebooted. oh yeah fully reset because even like, like crisis on infinite earth like you know that still had like remnants of like okay well batman's not going to stop its numbering just because you know some universes died i don't think a lot of like I, I think i don't think action comics stopped its numbering no, like, action comics didn't but like superman wonder woman flash they all restarted their numbering um well didn't didn't superman become like adventures of superman and then no they... no, no no adventures of superman is different from the main superman title is it yeah we talked about the we talked about this whole thing in, in Death of Superman, Jake. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, Adventures of Superman is a different title from Superman. Okay. <laughs> God, there's so many so many Superman titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we're living in an era of so many Batman titles. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, wait, I think I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you mean like the the pre-crisis Superman title became Adventures? And yeah. Then, the, like, yeah. Okay. I, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Then, I was then they I was really did Superman with like I was misreading what you were saying, but yeah, they are still two separate titles. Yeah. Because because um, then they revamped Superman with with issue one, and then like by ninety three, yeah. you got to seventy five where he dies. Yeah. Um. Which fun fact? I do have the first issue of that uh, John Byrne Superman run. Hmm. actually isn't as expensive as people think it is um you know i find that a lot with just like collector's items that people like to just scalp yeah you know i fucking found the first issue of batman year one batman 404 for like ten dollars recently i was like wow all that, right then. That's, yes no that's a good that is a good price yeah i was like wow um but then i even asked like the because i was at a comic shop when i found it i asked the guy i was like how, like you know what's the condition of this he's like oh yeah it's decent he's like if you want like near mint it's like 35 and i was like even then that's not bad <laughs> even then that's 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 not that's that bad. expensive that's not bad yeah um but i digress uh is that about it for that is that is kind of all i've got for non-spoilers yeah um so if you do if you haven't read these um especially if you're new to comics it's a very very polite introduction to the dc universe you know if you're if you're really new to comics um it's a great introduction i really do think that uh that reply on twitter really nailed it on the head from that uh from ben ben right I'm sorry, I forgot I forgot the name. Yeah, Ben. Um, yeah, Ben really nailed it uh, when he said that like it's 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 great for beginners. I think it has more more reread value that he's giving it credit for, but uh, but I totally get where he's coming from. So I, I I I'd say origin has more reread value. Villain's journey, 
probably not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd strongly recommend like pick up Origin. Uh, this could be like definitely Villain's Journey is good if you want to continue the run, um, but mm-hmm. it's it's a little it's a little less it's a little less. Let's actually develop things, and it's a little more. Let's uh, give you teases for other books. Oh and yeah, other one thing we hadn't actually talked about when talking about Origin is that it does redo the origin of one of the main leaguers in this. Yes, and uh, I think it's a really great way to do it. Um, I won't spoil who in case you don't know. Um, it's, it's 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 and it's, it's a, very interesting. I, I have I have some thoughts, especially because of which we will discuss. Yeah. Um, but before moving to spoilers, I gotta say. <laughs> um in the replies that we got today on twitter i had a reply from someone just recently before we started recording this uh who's just sent me a petition probably just because i mentioned the name jeff johns in my tweet sent me a petition to retcon doomsday clock and save watchmen (laughs) and like (laughs) okay look i like doomsday clock not gonna lie i think it's solid um obviously you know watchmen is sacred and we love it but i like doomsday clock um it has okay, 80, so I, I it has 85 this... signatures <laughs> it has 85 signatures i don't know um okay what? okay i here's the thing i don't i've never i obviously have not read doomsday clock and it has been well over a decade since i read watchmen i barely remember watchmen yeah because uh, <laughs> i was like oh yeah just in case because we might get a whole new audience of people listening to justice league stuff um jacob's history with comics is the sandman watchmen and invincible Invincible. before we started this podcast and that's it so yeah yeah. and i think honestly one of the big catalysts was reading was just sandman and invincible together Mm -hmm. was like especially sandman because because comics are great we love them Oh, um, also, if you're interested in this story, but maybe not necessarily reading it, there is a great animated adaptation of Origin called Justice League War. Uh, you can watch that. Uh, we'll be we talking about that later on. In the, the we'll be talking about that later on in the episode because I did have you watch that in, uh, after you read these. So, yeah, it should be fun. We also uh, might be discussing another film for briefly. Very, very possibly. Very possibly. Very possibly. Um, all right. I guess that's it for non-spoilers. Let's delve into spoilers with Justice League Origin. So, okay. Issue one. I love... We are... I love the opening. Oh, wait, I do have to ask. um, Because the actual number one cover has the blue background. Do you prefer the blue background or the orange background? Uh, I think I prefer the orange. Same here. I, I fucking love the orange background. Yeah, the the orange is just. I mean, the blue is good, but the, it, like, they would both seeing them both like. I would probably like if I, if I went to like a shop and and saw an issue of either the blue background or the orange background, I would probably pick it up. It's a it's a good stop. Uh, yeah, like a good a good cover, and like eye eye catcher, but mm-hmm. uh, the orange just. The orange makes the contrast on like Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern, especially like it makes them pop a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, so we open up. Uh, the GCPD is chasing down Batman. Clearly, not a lot has happened in Batman's career yet. Um, I love that Batman's first line here is "idiots." <laughs> he just calls them idiots. Um, 
he's chasing down this alien, which I'm curious. Did you already know what it was as he was chasing it down? Uh, I did not. Okay. Um, were you familiar with parademons at all before yes. this? Yes, okay. because again, we have uh, in this podcast have uh, uh, read Death of Superman. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, and of course, I've seen uh, Batman v Superman. The uh, stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Sorry, forgot about um, that. And it's it's interesting uh, how John's. Again, opens with letting a lot of the action speak for itself. Like the second page, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just this is a full spread. spread. And we're gonna mention it a million times. Warning now, just fucking Jim Lee. Like, <laughs> good god, that's just we need gorgeous. a Jim Lee. Jim Lee is amazing counter. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, in uh, in Batman's chasing of the Parademon, he, it starts to uh, combust, and then. Green Lantern just fucking shows up. He just, he said he has a giant green glowing fire truck at this parody. <laughs> which I, again, it's a really good tone setter of like now here's Hal Jordan. There's a it's just suddenly after we've already got an explosion, suddenly green fire truck and his first line of dialogue is Batman. Like you're real. <laughs> you're real. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, now, what was your history with Hal Jordan before this? Um, okay, so, again, probably around 2011, I had seen... <laughs> oh, yeah. See, Ryan here's the Reynolds thing. Movie. Ryan Reynolds is not bad casting for Hal Jordan. Oh, that it's... movie's just terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh... Ryan Reynolds... Ryan Reynolds is a good actor, you know. Uh, but, like... <sighs> Any yeah. superhero movie he was in before, like... 2016 that's it 2016 it's just terrible like it was almost like it was a curse or a a ton of studio interference not allowing the film to tell the stories they wanted to tell yeah or should have told Uh, um but then of course you also read uh how jordan's appearance is appearances in return of superman which i enjoyed but it was um it was it was one issue. Yeah, obviously, uh, obviously limited perspective, and also you know just happened to pop in on one of the biggest events of Hal Jordan's life. Yeah, so, yeah, and not yeah. <laughs> blowing up his city and not letting us really deal with the fallout from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you have. I love I love the dynamic mm-hmm. that basically this issue focuses on, which is of course then Batman and Hal Jordan investigating. Yeah uh investigating the parademons for for the most part um like you have hal jordan happy go kind of happy go lucky um kind of just 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 cocky bastard cocky dumbass yeah feels like he could just handle anything which he just outright says multiple times green lantern can handle this you know i got this green lantern can handle anything whatever um you know, that's just that's just Hal's personality. And of course, Jeff Johns being the massive Hal Jordan fanboy that he is fucking perfectly gets it. Um, just really gets the dynamic between him and Batman. Um, there's some really great dialogue here. I love the whole bit about um, uh, Green Lantern saying like uh, he's like this entire space sector is mine. And I was like space sector. <laughs> you know, um, he's like uh, he's like there are th- uh, Green Lantern's like there are thousands of others out of patrolling the universe, a whole core. And I was like, uh huh, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, it's so great. <laughs> I like, totally I, believe that. I love their dynamic. Um, 
Parademon turns into a fucking like spider, like General Grievous, and like starts crawling away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how this works. That works though. Then Green Lantern like makes a bunch of fire truck constructs and like sprays green fire and puts out the fire, or green green water and like green puts out water. the fires and puts out the fires. I don't know how that works exactly. Um, space magic bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? Doesn't the the Green Lantern ring work on like whatever the user can imagine it can become real? Yeah. 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 Like I can I can bet that Hal Jordan has the basic knowledge of chemistry to be like water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I love like they they uh you know, he it's this basically the explanation is he's only here because there was an, uh, an unauthorized extraterrestrial presence in Gotham. Uh and you know, uh, he's basically showing off to Batman, who I think he kind of like is like just like admires like, secretly, very secretly. Um, but, um, uh, I love this whole bit where How's like asking him what like his superpowers are, like super strength. He, uh, and then like it's like, you, know, like you can't no, fly. Can't no can't. super strength. No, hold on a second. You're not just some guy in a bat costume, are you? Pause. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? I love the little like smirk that Lee draws on Batman there. Like, oh, it's so great. Bruce Wayne is allowed to smile, and he is so allowed to smile. That is great. And then Batman just like pulls off his fucking ring. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, I don't see any buttons, so I'm guessing it works on concentration. And he's like, You weren't concentrating. <laughs> it's um, so great. What, um, what I find interesting is that Bruce can't figure out how it works, really. Yeah, yeah, like, just, it just works off concentration. But because, you know, Bruce is a fucking know-it-all, he assumes he knows everything about it at that point. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of great moments is, like, later And this on. is also young Bruce. So yeah. this is, yeah. this so, is you know, Bruce. Sh- who... showing, showing off is just as much his thing as it is how Jorans, I'd say. Yes. You know, like... Um, like like Batman, it, like Bruce, Bruce and Batman, like, like, you know, he is inherently smart, but like, you know, especially at the, at this younger stage in his life, you know, he's, he's very much like, you know, I will show that off as much as I can. One thing though, I especially like, um, is John's not falling into the, every single superhero needs to immediately fight each other when they meet. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, it does happen a few times. It this. happens. I can kind of excuse them, though, and we'll get to why uh, when yeah. we get to it, because it, it kind of actually makes sense narratively. But here's yeah. like here's more. They're, they're just like bickering. They're bickering and they're starting to form a friendship. Yeah. Neither of them would probably admit to forming a friendship, but it's a friendship. And it's worth noting that in origin specifically, like Batman and Green Lantern are the stars. Like, like they are definitely like the, the breakout characters in this in this uh, first six, the first six issue arc. Uh, mm. I, I don't think oh. I can entirely agree with that. Are you thinking Cyborg? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Cyborg, um, I think every character gets enough time to shine. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, I think this 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 hits a really good ensemble dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think my favorite thing about your reading experience of this, though, was when you were done reading it, you're like, damn it, Joey, you made me want to read Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> But like that, um, that was more like a general like comment. I'm like, hey, I want to like see more of these characters. Which yeah. I, I want. Like now, I want to read more of all of these characters throughout like all their eras. I <laughs> my wallet be my wallet's gonna hate me. Yeah, um, th- this is it. Now you're officially in deep. Like we are 13 episodes into the podcast. Um, I, I think uh, I think it's fair to say you are invested. Um, I I am invested more than I was. Yeah. Like so. Uh, 
Hal and Bruce come upon the parademon who combusts as he's placing this uh, this box on the he's like planting this box into the sewers. Um, he yells out for Darkseid, which of course I can't really say. Did you know who Darkseid was? Because we yes. had because we already had him in a story that we covered. <laughs> we have done Darkseid. We have done Darkseid. I, I love how he one. I love the Green Lantern construct of just a safe uh, to to save them and Darkseid. What is that? A band. Yeah, <laughs> I love no, it. Really, how a band? It's a band. Yeah, it's a band. It makes sense. Um, so they so uh, they, they analyze. They try to analyze the mother box, um, uh, which which is in fact a mother box. Um, a mother box, which is as I have been told again, Jack Kirby bullshit. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. Look at that thing. Look at that fucking thing. <laughs> it does. It does what the plot requires it to do. Um, um, yeah, so Green Lantern tries to analyze it. I love this line that he has when the ring says that it can't identify the box. He's like, um, that's impossible. The ring knows what the Guardians know. The Guardians know everything, except how to tell a joke. Yeah, just great line. Absolutely great line. So much great dialogue here that Johns writes for these characters. Um, uh, I, I love the foreshadowing of Superman. Uh, like, they discover it's Alien. Hal says, Alien, maybe this is all connected to that guy in Metropolis. They say he's an alien. He is, and he's dangerous, which is first off. So Bruce Wayne to know so just Bruce Wayne enough about Superman so, at this point. It's also it's so young Bruce Wayne because I'm like, you are going to be best friends. Like, yep. Yeah, you are going to be best friends. That is yes. that is that is this Batman you, Superman you, dynamic that I love. And you two, you two will hug at some point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, over in. Uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, Metropolis. Uh, we meet up with Victor Stone, who is a football player and a damn good one at that. Apparently, I don't get football, so I don't get how this works. Um, um, he gets a touchdown. I know that's a good thing. Yes, um, that, that that means he gets. I, okay, this is actually one of the weird, confusing things of, fo- of football. I think it's six points and then a seventh if you make Jacob, something after Jacob, 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 I'm wearing headphones right now. It's just, it's spewing right out. I got nothing. Okay. Also, but in like the second panel, there's a character in a hood in the background that I noticed. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you read this and you pointed out to me. I was like, Oh, that character you mean? And you're like, no, no, no. There's a character at the football game. And I was like, what? What the, I, I like, I've read this book so many times and I've never noticed that character. There. Yeah. I, she becomes important later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but also you a see, character that's drawn like kind of like Jim Gordon, I think. Oh yeah, there's a character. Yeah. Yeah. Right so in just, front. Yeah, just enough. Um anyways, yeah, so Victor wins. Everyone loves Victor. Um But apparently... we see again, we, we don't we don't actually see any dialogue from Victor until after yep. he notices a reserved seat is empty. Yeah. Uh, uh, we go inside to like this locker room. All these like uh, different like people from these different colleges. I'm assuming are yeah. uh, asking are like offering Victor like scholarships and full rides and you know because he's such a great football player. <laughs> full rides um, and probably not full rides, knowing what I know about how college football recruits. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Victor outside is uh, on the phone with his dad, saying, "Hey, they need you here to like sign off on this. You didn't come again. Whatever." Dad's a disappointment. We know this trope. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know what, John's. <laughs> executes it perfectly because i'm like i really don't like silas stone like yeah yeah maybe not in this scene specifically but man there's a fucking scene later on in like i think it's next issue oh my god fucking hate this man yeah um 
Anyway, so um, out, uh, outside, uh, we see a giant green jet flying over the football field. <laughs> uh, which is some very, you know, some very nice little subtle world building of, you know, it's one of them, but it's not Superman. Seems like there's a new sighting every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, all these, like, heroes are, like, rising up in different places uh, throughout the world. It, it, it's, a, it's a cool thing to see. Um, and this idea that his dad studies them, but doesn't yeah. tell him about his work. Oh, God. It's like, um, I get, I work in a lab, I understand, but also, you're just being a dick and blowing off your kid. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, Batman and Hal, uh, Le- <laughs> I noticed that, we, that we, we're not really calling him Green Lantern much, he's just Hal. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's Hal Jordan. <laughs> he's Hal Jordan, he's a dick. Um, we land, because, you know, he flew he flew him there in a giant glowing green jet. Of course, um, Green Lantern decides that he could handle Superman on his own, so he traps Batman in a green box. At which point, he gets his ass handed to him, and part of you just smiles. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not as much as Guy Gardner getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, um, yeah. But based on what you know about Hal in this, yeah, Hal's just... kind of Hal's a dick, but he's kind of a lovable dick. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a difference between him and Guy Gardner. <laughs> yes, a big difference. Yeah. Um, but he gets his ass handed to him uh, by a red and blue blur, um, which lands in front of uh, Batman and says, "So, what can you do?" Which is uh, Superman here. What a last page! I love that with the glowing red eyes. It's brilliant. It's good. Um, it makes he also looks really young, like really young Superman. Yeah, very young, very like very young. like like baby Superman, baby, uh, baby boy, baby, baby boy. Evil. And then we get to issue two, issue uh, two, another great cover because you know Jim Lee, um, and we meet Barry Allen here in the crime lab in Central City. Um, so history with the Flash. Um, I had actually seen at least the first season of the CW show. Okay. Um, so I'm familiar with Barry Allen, his origin, um, and his whole deal. Uh, uh, interesting characterization in the show versus the comics. Yeah, the show isn't a very great representation of Barry Allen, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, Grant Gustin is a great actor. Um, oh yeah, great actor. I, I I really appreciate him as an actor, but and, man, I, and just, I'm gonna be honest, I wish they, 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 do, like I, the show. I, the show makes Barry a dumbass. Like, <laughs> I didn't keep up with like the show, but I've seen stuff from like later seasons. And I'm like, they slashed this show's budget, didn't they? Oh, and it's God, like, yeah, yep. and it's like you know. But but even then, like I had this problem with Flash from the very beginning. You know, I love season one, um, but uh, I had this big problem where I was like, Barry Allen is a fucking genius. Why does he need this whole team of people here? I mean, yeah, the answer is always because because it's the CW and you need an ensemble cast. But uh, <laughs> you know, you can give you can give him an ensemble cast. Yeah, like, and, and, like, you know, it just, it doesn't need to be like, hmm, I'm a fucking genius crime lab. Uh, person and i you know how, how do i handle this situation what is science you know yeah like uh, like yeah. like it'd be fine if like the, the other characters are basically the looking stuff up while barry is trying to deal with the problem and can't look up stuff at his own like yeah yeah like yeah i just anyway all with the story um we meet uh director singh here who i think was he in the show or no? i don't remember i don't remember i think he was yeah, you you have anyway. this interesting again this idea of like this anti-flash position 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so like Director Singer has like everyone in the crime lab working on the flash case, trying to figure out who he is, trying to hunt him down. And uh, Barry's like, "Hey, um, can we uh, focus on uh, other cases <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for no reason?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, see, if if it was like this kind of a dumbass in the Flash show, it would work better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, uh, we go back to the fight. I love this line that Superman has. Uh, it says, uh, tear gas, sonic grenades, tasers, your belt's empty, Batman, as he's clearly using his x-ray vision. I love it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's great. Um, I love the... <laughs> Jim Lee in the two-page spreads, man. Like, Right? Oh, my really God. Really good. So, like, so I'm going to say it. I like this Batman-Superman fight visually more than the Dark Knight Returns. It's, it's well, prettier. I, Jim Lee is just a better artist than Frank Miller. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> as if as if that needs to be said. <laughs> I mean, some people will probably hate us for saying that because there are some Frank Miller fans. Who... Uh, and I will say this now: this is not the only mainline Batman Superman fight that Jim Lee will draw that we will read. Ooh, ooh, mm. oh! There's, there, there's another big famous one um, that's collected in, like you know the big famous Batman Superman fights. And the other one just happens to be drawn by Jim Lee. Ah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we have this uh, great fight here. I think uh, John does a great job in the writing here, like showing off uh, both Superman and Green Lantern's powers throughout this fight. Powers, as well as the whole idea of like, this is just all a big miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like you just see like through, through these pages, like Superman getting progressively more pissed and Batman is like, you know, not actively trying to fight him, you know, enough to like fend him off. But uh, and like I can't like, like it but, but I think Bruce is smart enough to know that he can't hurt Superman at this point. Yeah, like like he's used all of his his belts. I'm like, well, I can't hurt him. I'm screwed. Yeah, I love uh, this bit where Green Lantern tries to wrap Superman in chains, and then you get another gorgeous two page spread uh, where Superman just easily breaks through them. And like, is the breaking through them also sh- like partially cracks the like the, the shield Hal puts up? Yeah, um, Hal puts up the, like this bubble around himself and and uh, and Bruce and Superman sort of like just starts bouncing this giant green ball throughout the city and it keeps cracking more and more. And I love the way this scene is done, where Hal calls uh, Barry at the crime lab <laughs> and says, "Hey, you need to come help us. Uh, Superman's trying to kill us." <laughs> um as this ball just keeps like getting uh, like thrown through worse, building after building. <laughs> worse and worse, because Bruce has realized, like, oh, oh, this is uh, yeah. uh, we're gonna and, die. And then, also, and then also Bruce being a bit of a know-it-all here, like you know, you need to focus your lantern. Stop. You stop concentrating again, and that shield's gonna break break apart. Um, and uh, you know, Hal just like already had enough of Batman. So Barry's like, "Who's that?" And I'm with Batman. Batman's real, yeah, and he's a total tool. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, I also love a little bit before that is. Um, <laughs> Barry's like, you know what happened the last time the public saw Green Lantern and the Flash together? We beat up a talking gorilla and saved Central City. Yes, and I think you do know said talking gorilla. I think he, he was in the show at that point, right? I, I know Gorilla cried. Okay, well, I, I don't fucking know. You just, you know, I don't know. I, anyway. Yeah, um, but then Flash comes in because, again, Jeff Johns loves Barry Allen. Yes. Um, um, a <laughs> little bit too much, some might say. Um, but uh, yeah, but love, the way, love the way this bit is drawn of like of Barry just, you know, easily dodging everything that Clark throws at him. Uh, and being the one basically to say, you know, I think this is a big misunderstanding. 
Uh, um, was it? Um, oh yeah, Catch Me Superman. I never uh, tried. Oh, uh, yeah, Catch Me Superman. I've never been touched like ever. At which point he stops. Superman's fist happens to be right in front of him, and then, then Superman just flicks him into like this uh, this giant dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a hot dog. Cart. Oh, it's a hot dog stand. It looks like. Oh, sorry, I, I wasn't looking at that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, Bruce, being the voice of reason, breaks up the fight because you know who else could, and. Um, and uh, we start analyzing the mother box. We start like trying to see what it's all about. Not before, of course, another like police helicopter comes after them. <laughs> um, and we finally like, have like our first like proper like team up here. You know, uh, these are our first four heroes together. And um, I'm curious to know like what you thought at this point. How Johns was like Johns was like doing ha- handling the um, the bridging of all these characters. Like how how they all meet up. I think currently the most sort of like inconsequential of the weakest is actually Barry Allen. Um, like mainly, mainly because it's, it's, he, he hasn't done much yet uh, except come in to stop the fight basically. Um, and he's gotten some, you know, good character development and some nice little like, okay, here's who the character is. This is what his deal is. Like, this is what his personality is. Um, and he already knows how Jordan, uh, uh because because they, they teamed up um and they have i think really it's the last page of the scene where you get sort of the you know the idea that you know barry's you know not a vigilante i don't want to get lumped into this i never break the law um and then you have you know the the threat of lex luther you have so much set up in so little time right as they're just fleeing into the sewers um and i think i think it's really interesting i think um I think we're we're at the point where we can actually start really forming these bonds and you know what makes the team work and the yeah, characters work. Yeah, definitely. Um, but meanwhile, we have to catch up with uh, with our <clears throat> Victor Stone plot by meeting his dad Silas uh, over at Star Labs in Detroit. Um, so Victor comes to see his dad as they as they are examining a mother box. Yes, uh, uh, which I think the idea is that Superman had this. Um, because again, this is all a miscommunication of <laughs> Batman and Green Lantern thought Superman had the mother boxes. Superman thought they had them were in charge of the mother boxes. Turns out none of them are. Uh, but yeah, then then Victor shows up, and his dad uh, basically is like, um, "Okay, is just the worst." Yeah. Like, um fucking hate i mean of course i love it because it's great writing but it's i, I great hate writing. this conversation um you know where victor's like, no, like hey victor's like hey i could go to this college and says like here i've already said i'm gonna pay for your scholarship i pay for your college you don't need need a scholarship um and uh, victor's like yeah but, but like i'm good at this you know it's not about you paying for my college it's about for it's about like me actually like earning it and uh, earning so was, it and you know finding his own identity and place in the world um mm-hmm. and doing something that he genuinely loves and yeah. having a father who is not supportive of that love and this uh, fucking line here that silas has open your eyes son look at the world we live in today we're witnessing the birth, birth of a new race of people superhumans beings who can fly tear through buildings and outrun race cars they will make what you can do obsolete do you understand catching footballs and scoring touchdowns is a joke my fucking god at which point victor asks 
if he's ever going to come to one of his games. And Silas just, just goes, fucking no. Which, like, that's just a turn of the knife, because it's like, oh, he's never been to a single game of his son. Like, yeah. that is... Oh, my God. I swear, oh, everyone, so everyone, everyone either has parents who are like this or knows someone who has parents who are like this. Yeah. It's terrible. It um, is. So when, when Marv Wolfman first created Cyborg... Um, and did his origin and everything you know silas was always a part of that as well um but man you know I, i've read both origins and i love both of course uh, both origins of cyborg that is and but something about, about the way jeff johns does the pre-cyborg relationship between victor and silas he just fucking turns the dickishness up to 11 and i fucking hate it i fucking hate it. i mean you know love it because again great writing um but it's I mean, so good I think part of it might be because this is the first in this universe, in this continuity, this is the first like appearance of cyborg mm-hmm. is pre cyborg. Um, Cause I know in the new Teen Titans, like that starts with like, they don't do it. Like it doesn't like not start with an origin for everyone. Well, like, well you, 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 you meet cyborg, then you meet Silas and you have the revelation that he's his father. And then you go back in a later issue and, and there's then they do like his full yeah. so so you, you you're introduced to the character as the superhero before yeah getting that revelation which i think that presentation actually is what's making this hit so much more because we're establishing we're, we're establishing victor stone as kind of the, not wanting to make his father proud but wanting to be accepted by his father yeah, um, yeah like definitely um, um, but meanwhile, uh, while this is all happening, uh, Batman, Superman, Flash, and Green Lantern, uh, they're all analyzing the mother box. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Star Labs is still analyzing the mother box, and they both start to make this pinging sound at the same time. And uh, eventually, um, they, they, I will say, I love this detail of just being in an abandoned building because, like, yeah, well, I like the detail that it's an abandoned printing press. Um, and Superman doesn't have a base of operations yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's cool. It's it's, it's a nice little touch. Um, but yeah, so the mother boxes start like pinging. They start to rupture. Um, they eventually just explode. Victor is right in front of that mother box at Star Labs when it happens with a um, giant boom, like, and you have parademons jumping out, and, and the Victor issue ends. Victor is caught full blast by the explosion of the mother box and the last it is of, horrific. Yeah. Um, you see Silas yelling out for his son and, uh, had just, Oh my God, how that fucking like tears Victor's body apart. Oh my God. So good. Um, but then we kick off issue three. Uh, first off, Jim Lee's wonder woman is fucking top tier. I love that. It looks so damn good. Um, but we kick off with Steve Trevor here. Now, uh, I guess let's cover them both at the same time. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. What did you know? So, uh, actually, probably one of the League members I was least aware of. Um, okay, like, that's interesting. I hadn't really... Like, I hadn't really seen a whole lot of Wonder Woman. I, I, I had not seen, like, the um, DCEU film Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, okay. Um, like, um no linda carter <laughs> uh no linda carter i was aware oh. of linda carter All right. i i i vaguely knew her backstory but also like I, she's a character whose backstory i don't think is as consistent as 
characters? Uh, well, usually it's it's along the same lines. Uh, we'll get into it with a later book that I plan on us covering. Um, but uh, it's it's usually along the same lines. Um, so you so you, so you haven't seen either of the Gal Gadot movies, right? No, I had seen obviously Gal Gadot in um, Batman and v Snyder, Superman and the Snyder stuff. Yeah, uh, um, in the Snyder stuff, and obviously and I'm before... sure you know that Chris Pine's character is Steve Trevor. In yes, film. yes, yeah. I just. I just hadn't watched the film because okay, yeah, so, like that happens. Um, so as far as this version goes, um, Wonder Woman came to Earth, um, not came, not came to Earth, fucking came to came to the the the, the world of man. Uh, so so they're doing the whole like Themyscira as on Earth, but like hidden by like magic and. Uh, I believe I believe that's the way they do it in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Steve, uh, Steve like is involved with her. He's sort of her representative on the on the world of man. Uh, and we are here in Washington D.C. First off, great full page of Wonder Woman here on the second page. Um, yes, love that. Just Jim Lee art. Jim Lee art is a great. Get, it's and a great because, idea and of her like point, not sorry. just wanting to stay put, like because you have one of the most interesting scenes of the comic it's so great well we're at a point in the comic where most of our leaguers are introduced so anyone else we introduce after this point does sort of need to get like you know a scene that does exemplify their characters very clearly um so i think that's what the scene is doing here when when wonder Woman beats this little girl um and uh she's having ice cream and wonder Woman sees like oh um she's like wants some ice cream for herself but the girl drops the ice cream so she fucking points her sword at the ice cream guy <laughs> and asks for two more ice cream cones and says that she loves she is in love with ice cream and says that this cook is truly blessed and it's a scene that everybody loves and i love it too it's such a great, it's a great scene. scene but it also kind of shows a lot of humanity for the character Oh uh, yeah, definitely. For someone like, that, for someone that like at least in modern comics, uh, modern specifically as in like you know New Fifty Two onwards, um, who's very much exemplified as this like you know very, uh, very violent warrior. You know, it's important to have these moments. I think. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's it's perhaps a problem to just write a character like Wonder Woman who is just like a violent warrior. I, I yeah. you need to have a human yeah. connection. And it has to run through, like, like she has to like be even, sort of like a even voice Snyder, even, like, like even when Snyder does it in Zack Snyder's Justice League, like there, like you have that really violent moment where she stops the, um, the the robbers right in the, right. the beginning, and uh, and she still has that moment with the little girl there that um, that like looks up to her. Like, it, it's it's a great balance there, I think. Yeah. Um, and, really and I, I, Yeah, and I just I think it's a matter of knowing that you have to you know create. You just have to create like superheroes still have to be human beings essentially. Um, or else uh, it's worth it's worth noting that also because Jeff Johns is just one of the most influential writers in DC. Um, everyone does the ice cream scene. It's here. It's in the animated movie. Obviously, fucking Patty Jenkins does it in the first Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie. Oh, um, oh the, just, e- everyone does the ice cream scene. It's, it's a great. good scene. It's a really great scene. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. It's it's, it's so also great. a scene that I think you could actually do a lot of different interesting takes on with how the actor delivers the lines. Uh, yeah definitely uh but yeah but you have you know this great great rundown of who um wonder woman is um again i love that she's she's not looking for a fight but looking for people to protect and help yeah uh, yeah like um but of course she does get her fight uh because there's another boom tube that opens up above this one building and these parody okay is it supposed to be like the white house uh, I don't think this particular building. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't think so, though. 
It's a building in DC. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it it, blo- it blow it it blows up. Um, and we cut immediately back to Star Labs. Uh, Victor is not in good shape. No, like ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. Like, um. Oh, also interesting here that uh, what is it? Anthony Ivo gets taken away. Yeah, Professor Ivo. Um, I don't think you know anything. Or oh, wait, have you seen Arrow? Have you seen uh, Arrow season two? Yes. I think they do Ivo in season two. They might. The name sounds familiar. I think he's part of the flashbacks, the island flashbacks in season two. Okay. Yeah. He's the one sure. thinking of. Yeah. yeah with oh, with, uh, with Deathstroke and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyway. Um, yeah. So he's part of that. Uh, interesting that Ivo is just part of this. Um, typically his role is that he creates uh, the Amazo android. So there's that. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, anyway. Big have... fight. Uh, we get a lot of. Well, actually, you have this great pathos from Silas Stone. I already saw his mother die. I refuse to watch him die too. Yeah. Uh, um, oh God, so good. Um, I don't think they ever go. I don't think they ever go in in this version. Uh, how his mother died, right? I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, maybe not in this particular continuity, but it's it's typically the same. It's um, same typically the same uh it's not the zack Snyder justice League version though i do love that version um, okay that one fucking hits oh my god um anyway so a uh, big fight here uh, i love the lot. little moments of whenever someone finds out wait batman doesn't have powers yeah right <laughs> i love it um it's, it's so great um what is disney have a line here about it um yeah it's, it's the, the flash figures it out yeah uh, yeah um he's like i thought you were a vampire or something and like batman like always like responds to these claims of by just being like okay look my power is that i'm a fucking leader we need to like step back regroup there are too many of them just barrel through um you know that's like always like his response to it it's great meanwhile superman takes a fucking truck and crushes some parademons with it it's 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 great like again this is all action and the team working together while uh, Victor Stone is rushed further into Star Labs. We go into this place called the Red Room within Star Labs, which is a place like full of like found alien tech uh, throughout. And we get the one world. of the few moments of like again fatherly love from Silas Stone. Yeah, uh, which which is there, just buried very deep within Silas. <laughs> very deep underneath several prejudices and just sheer dickery. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you get more action before Wonder Woman shows up with another amazing Jim Lee uh, splash page. With a great line, creatures of evil back to Hades. Hades. <laughs> so great. Um, oh, God, I love it. Um, yeah, great page. Great two pages. Um, flashes. I, oh, I will wow. say one thing that hasn't dibs. aged the best is Hal calling dibs. <laughs> <laughs> As, as if the the line right after that is is Clark being like, "Ooh, strong, sexy woman." You know? yes. Like, <laughs> gentlemen, please. This is a war zone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I, more on it. More on it in the next volume. But uh, I knew. I know that you knew it. It was a thing already. Um, yeah. The Superman Wonder Woman relationship. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. It's we'll talk a thing. So anyway, back to the Red Room. Uh, Silas is testing out this alien tech. He wants to save his son still somehow, but man, it's not looking good. Um, we uh, 
we start to sort of inject him with this nanotech, right? And it's going right, to like, yeah, this, this nanotech. Um, it's going to make this case around his body. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. And immediately, well, and and they 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 bring down. I think the idea is that like they, it doesn't it, like they bring down like metal skin grafts because um they do it differently in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I do like the way it's done in the movie. I, it's they're two very different ideas. I think I like it better here. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it works better. And I think it gets away with some more like graphic scenes of Victor Stone being in pain. Yeah, yeah, without uh, having the the like shell around him. You know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, back in Metropolis, the Parademons start uh flying away from our heroes, and uh, they start circling around the water. Meanwhile, uh, Cyborg gets like these visions in his head. Uh, that that uh the like uh technology from the mother box is sort of like implanting in his mind. Um. So he sees and like this, this like fiery mountain, this figure standing figure, atop this it. Jack Kirby esque figure. <laughs> this Jack Kirby esque figure. Love it. I love it. Um, um, obviously, you know who this is already. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, this giant portal comes out of the um, comes out of the water. We get this giant pillar that comes out of it. A parademon comes towards our heroes and is stabbed in the back by a gold trident. Trident. Belonging. And we have the entrance. Of Aquaman, <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. Um, on the oh, greatest line, on the greatest line ever, it says uh, they were in the water too. So who's in charge here? I vote me. <laughs> again, again. And then probably my favorite cover of this collection. Actually. Oh, it, it, I, I don't. There's something about that cover. Yeah, uh, that's just so good. Also, how you, like, how do you feel about like the jewelry on this version? I, you know what. Um, I like that Jeff Johns and Jim Lee are kind of embracing the camp. Um, oh, definitely. Because, like, yeah. okay, like, well, the only other comic Aquaman that I've really experienced... Is edgy 90s Aquaman. <laughs> edgy 90s Harpoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is nice. Like, there, there's a bit of camp there. You know, he has some some pretty corny lines. Um, but also, like, you know, he is he is a hero. Like, you know, he's, he's still very heroic. He is um, strong. He has powers. He's serious, but like you know, it, it but it's presented in a hokey way. Still, it's nice. And there's some, you know, there's some good, funny one-liners. Um, and it does. Again, I don't. I feel like the really even. I, I probably even like the Super Friends portrayal probably got exaggerated a lot, like through pop culture osmosis. Like, oh, definitely. I mean, like, when people when people think of Aquaman, they think of like you know the fucking you know swimming through the sea on on a giant seahorse you know <laughs> which let's be honest you can make that image cool yeah yeah like, which i think is done at some point i know they do it in uh in the james wan aquaman movie he literally rides on a seahorse at one point Ooh, fun yeah i, I have not seen that film. oh that's right you haven't seen that oh yeah, yeah yeah they do that at one point yeah like it's aquaman's a character who like just gets the shaft and when they tried to when they tried to make him serious, it was the nineties. <laughs> oh, the nineties! We love the nineties. Despite is that still like most of our episodes? Is that nineties uh, stuff still? I think so. Well, I, I, I think Return of Superman, Death and Return of Superman, still like racks that up a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You got Long Halloween, Dark Victory, the five Death of Superman episodes. Yeah, it's most of the episodes already. Yeah. 
yeah, so yeah, it's still still more, but like we're we're balancing it out with other things. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Which I think is which I think is good because the '90s, while important, is not representative of what comic books are today. Yeah, of course. Uh, but moving on, we are at issue. I dropped the book. <laughs> um, yeah, issue four. Um, issue four. Like, like, it, like I said, my favorite cover of the collection. I love this one, especially with so, like, the the Green Lantern cover. down in the down in the bottom there. It's great. Um, so yeah, so we're back at Star Labs. Uh, Victor is officially like you know he has like this cyborg. He 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 is cyborg at this point, but he is um, in so much pain. Yeah, yeah, I love the way they they um they do this whole thing like you know his dialogue, the way it's written, um the way this like sort of computer voice talks him in his head, and you see like how it tortures him that he like you know doesn't have full control over his body. Uh, losing what it's also been him losing what identity he had. Like, yeah, the idea okay. is that like the machine is walking for him, mm-hmm. and also that a lot of his identity before this was his physicality. You know, as a football player, just as a person, um, and to have that stripped away from him, it's 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 portrayed really well here, and it's just it's it's haunting. I love. It's it. also an interesting update to like the design because they're like Cyber is a character whose design has to change as technology changes. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's had a lot of different designs over time. Like the one but, I'm uh, most familiar with is the um, animated Team Titans design. Yeah, the 2003 uh, one. Yeah, yep. which is still a great design. Like, yeah, but I love this one. This one's nice. Um, so yeah, so these parademons have like sort of got made their way into Star Labs, and Victor with his newfound technology, um, sort of. He's like not black- even actively doing it. He's yeah, like the, like the computer is doing it for him. Um, so it's using doing it like, as like a defense mechanism to blast these parademons away. Um, Silas tries to talk to Victor. Doesn't even necessarily try to comfort him. He uh, just, yeah, because oh, because Victor because Silas Stone is kind of getting off on this. Like yeah. he's kind well, of proved- Sil- Sil- Silas does the whole like oh yeah you should be grateful because you were going to die. This was the only way to save you. And Victor's like yeah why should I be grateful for this? This is fucking horrifying. This is it's horrifying. Also, like Silas Stone is basically forcing his point to be correct, but like it's obviously it's not the the correct point. Um, yeah, like yeah. from the previous issue, like. He's forcing it so his his son can't do what he wants to do. He is yep. now a cyborg. Yeah. Um, um, but meanwhile, over here, uh, back in Metropolis, uh, well, cyborg like you know he bounces away, leaps a tall building in a single bound. I um, don't. I don't necessarily even think that he's really in control. Uh, yeah. No, not really. I mean, you know, at the very least, he put in the command to jump away. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think, I think it's the whole implants that are actually like doing where he's going. Yeah. Uh, um, but we back go in, back to... in Metropolis. Uh, we have most of the league together at this point. It's our main six heroes. Um, we're meeting Aquaman, and I love. <laughs> it's a dated joke, but I do love the Conan O'Brien joke. <laughs> I mean, Conan O'Brien is still on TV. Yeah, it's, it's still relevant enough. And still remains, like, the the best of the late-night hosts. Yes. Well, like, uh, I, I like Colbert myself. Um, oh, Colbert's good. Sorry. Colbert's great. When I think John, John, night, John Oliver, come on. When, when I think late-night, my brain just is flooded with the late-night Jimmies and James Corden. Yeah. And I don't... I don't there, there's some great late-night hosts still. Um, you know, I, I love Conan. I love Colbert. John Oliver's great. Um... And uh, it, I mean, if Craig Ferguson was still on, Craig Ferguson is like my all-time favorite. Yeah. I mean, Love. yeah, it's it's, it's see, we got it's off pro- we got off topic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Aquaman 
uh, he sort of like you know just tries to take charge, but he's also Aquaman, so everyone's like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I, 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 love, I do love that. I, lo- I love Aquaman the way is- he's drawn and his presence, and just there's so much character in that. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Like, it, I think it's this first page that was like, because like I, I, when I messaged like I want to read more Aquaman, I think I just read this issue. Um, mm-hmm. It was like this page and these interactions where I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, want more like, of this character. Everyone gets a line on this first page here, you know? So everyone's like, who are you? They call Aquaman. Aquaman. I thought Aquaman was a sketch on Conan O'Brien. I'm very real. But if, uh, first Batman's real, now this. Be polite, Lantern. Greetings, Aquaman. What a day for a fight. You know? <laughs> just everyone has their little interjection there. And, like, you just, you feel like you know all of these characters at this point. It's and really I, cool. It's kind of a shame that the movie adapted out Aquaman. Uh, for a purpose. For a purpose. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, and al- but, and also the replacement is Sean Astin. So. The replacement is Sean Astin, who again we will talk about because I have thoughts. Yes. Um, so, um, but yeah, love, it is lost, a shame because we lose I do the line love... of "Hey, I'm not a fish, Aquaman. Don't order me around." Like yeah. <laughs> um, and I love this whole line that Green Lantern has. He's he's like you know. Um, Oh god, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, Green Lantern's like, um, it's like Superman might not say much, but he can fly and juggle trucks. The Flash is the fastest man alive. Wonder Woman can slice through through an army, and me, I can do anything with this ring. So really, what can you do that we can't? <laughs> At which point, these parademons fly towards them. Aquaman calls a bunch of sharks up to eat the parademons, um, then slices is, again, a parademon. <laughs> like again, if you are a, if you have not read a comic book and this is your first like series. Whew, yeah, yeah, it's great, and also you know Jim Lee, but you know, Jim oh Jim Lee, Jim Lee, so good, so damn good. You know what? If I could meet Jim Lee, I would just have him sign this. Like, yeah, th- yeah, like oh my god, not even like necessarily my favorite thing that he's ever drawn, but like just for the collection of here's like, like this is a comic book, you know? Like I feel <laughs> like this is this is this is like definitively it, you know? And it's not unabashedly a comic book. It's like yeah, we are yeah. going to play around with some dumb shit. Yeah, you are gonna believe it. Like I'm... there's gonna there's gonna be a scene where some sharks eat some fucking flying demons, and you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. I love it. I fucking love it. Um, but meanwhile, uh, see, so yes, obviously, Aquaman, uh, you know, shows his worth to the group. Green Life is like, never mind, whatever. You know, more parademons come in. Uh, the military comes in this time, joined by Steve Trevor, who's like, hey, you can kill any of them. Just you know, Wonder Woman's down there. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, I, I, I think I, I like I like that how that's like incorporated here. Like like you feel like you know you know the relationship between Steve and Diana. Um, you know that relationship. Um, Meanwhile, poor Victor. Oh, and there's this, it's the second panel on that page. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Where he's like on the ground. Oh, that hurts. We're on the ground. And look what's in the background. Yep. Oh that's, my God. That's... Made, in, made in America as someone calls for help. Oh my God. Ooh, is, so good. Is, so is... damn good. I don't know if. I don't know if it was Johns who did this or Lee, whoever did. They are making some very important commentary. Yeah, uh, yeah. And connecting dots. So good. So Um, damn good. And this is the point where Victor can not get control, but at least try to help. Yeah. Um, Um, So he does help this this girl over here that is uh, being attacked by parademons. But then, uh, let's see, what is it? The... uh, Oh yeah, so the computer, like, like the computer, like sort of like starts analyzing where these parademons come from. Um, I like this uh, 
This is where it says, like, command, uh, command locate inhabited worlds, command harvest organic materials, command process organic materials, command repurpose organic materials, command for dark side. Um, I love that. That's <laughs> that bit where it, like, sort of, like, scans the parademons. Um, and also the only real hint you get in this version of the story where you see, like, where the parademons come from, because, like, you know, the worlds that they take over are sort of, like, all the species on those planets are turned into parademons. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, such a cool idea. Uh, and and then they transport uh, Victor away. Um, you have um, again. Now you have the, the just trying to basically fight the military. Barry uh, yep. has this great line of the army's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I love, oh, you get this great fucking gag where Green Lantern's backing away and he's accidentally touching Wonder Woman's lasso, um, and he uh, he's like, "I'll get I'll, uh, so I'll get them out of the choppers and to safety, not to be a good guy like the Flash, but because I want to impress you." Most uh, most of what I do is about trying to impress people. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we get like the lasso of truth in there too, which it's, it's I just, love. Great. It's so great. I also love um, the the implication that that makes Batman start to laugh because yeah. again, Batman can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you laughing, Batman, at a time like this? <laughs> um, we see where Victor is transported to, which is conveniently right next to our heroes. Um, Green Lantern, of course, immediately assumes that he's a bad guy, so, you know, attacks Victor. <laughs> um, and, of course, Aquaman's like, you know, it's just a kid wearing armor. Uh, Victor tries to warn them of what is on its way, but, of course, it is too late because more booming and loud noises come from the sky. And out of this booming comes a boom tube, and from this boom tube comes Dark Side. Dark Side. Which, oh, my oh, God. The, the, oh, book, the, way... the book turns sideways because it's fucking Dark Side. <laughs> also, the way Jim Lee draws Dark Side, yeah. oh. especially in comparison to the way it was drawn in um, Superman Doomsday, uh, yeah. where it was kind of... I'm going to say it not as imposing. Yeah, no, this, this is, this is scary. I'd be scared of dark side. Um, and again, like you get more, you get, you know, that page, turn it back around full two page spread of dark side, just wrecking, wrecking shit. Yep. And And, uh, and then the actual line, I am dark side. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. So fucking good. I love it so much. Um, So, you had some comments earlier about uh, about the inclusion of this villain here. Uh, what yes. do you think? I, what, 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 what's the consensus? While he is effective, I think as a first story, I think it puts the danger almost too high. Um, I would like, agree with that if it wasn't for the fact that like this is the first threat that brings these heroes together. Yeah, and and also because... The I, I can't, it's not a spoiler to say the last big arc of the of the Jeff Johns Justice League series, the New Fifty Two one, is um is called the Dark Side War. Yeah, I mean, so like it's you know obviously it's like okay, well this guy's gonna come back later on, you know let's let's deal with it now. Um, yeah, so I, just, I, I I don't mind it. I I never found his inclusion odd personally. I think it's just a little too big. Um, just, just a little too that's, big. That's fair, but also you're bringing seven heroes together. It needs. Yeah, to be it, it does. It does some good stuff. Um, you know, like like when the Justice League was first created, it was a giant starfish. You know, that was that was just, a big threat. Justice for the giant starfish. <laughs> I love Starro. Starro the Conqueror is a fucking king. Um, Isn't there like a mini starfish that sometimes? Yes, Jaro. Okay, as like look. a robin. I have seen Jaro, panels without like, any context. I fucking adore Jaro. Jaro is like one of my favorite things ever. Jaro is like a, a mini version of Starro 
one of the, like the little like starfishes that come off of Starro, and it gets attached to Batman, and he calls himself Jaro because Batman keeps him in a jar, and he loves Batman, and he calls him Dad. It's amazing. We are covering <laughs> this character at some point. It's Joe. uh, it's one of the Rebirth runs. I want to say it's uh, the Scott Snyder stuff. Scott Snyder okay. does Justice League, and uh, okay, yeah, yeah, Joey. If we don't have that on the schedule somewhere, <laughs> put it on the schedule. <laughs> I fucking love Jaro. Jaro's a fucking king. Um. Like, again, well, I'll say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Comic books are dumb, and that's yeah. why we love them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, I, I've, I've never had a bigger smile on my face describing something to you from, from a comic you haven't read. <laughs> um, um, I love Jaro. Um, anyway, so we open up issue five. Great cover with the bullet hole American flag behind Cyborg. Um, I, I, some again, some I will say, a very interesting commentary in yeah. this cover. Yeah. Um, also interesting that it's uh, uh, one of the only covers to not have Batman on it. It is, or it Flash is. actually. Well, Flash is only on like one of the covers, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, if that. Wait, is he on the? Wait. He's on the first one. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. I was the big. Oh yeah, he's on the last one too. There he is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so we open up issue five. Uh, crawling out from the debris is uh, Flash and Superman. Well, specifically Flash at first, and he's just facing down Darkseid. Like, hey, um, anyone else Guys? awake? Yet? Anyone else awake yet? <laughs> um, Superman gets up. I love this idea. So um, the Omega Beams, like you knew the Omega Beams already from, yeah. from Doomsday. Did you, I forget? Did they do the whole following thing in that? Yes, they did. Okay. They did. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, uh, so they follow Flash and Superman, and then they split up, and the Omega Beams split, and one follows each of them. <laughs> like, and it's terrifying. Oh, I love it. I especially love this one panel here, when it, when the chase begins, and um, and you get, like, you know, you see, like, the streaks of the Omega Beams following Flash and Superman as they fly through Metropolis. Um, just a really great moment. I love Flash's thing, where he uh, he vibrates through one of the Parademons and lets the, uh, the Omega Beam hit the Parademon. Um, and then I love this bit where, bit where Barry's like, he's like, I have to catch my breath. I've never had to catch my breath before. <laughs> um, well, he has guns pointed at him from police officers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, Superman is not as fast. It, no. It's, uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever really been in debate which is faster. Like, obviously, Flash is faster. <laughs> yeah, he's the fastest man alive. Yeah, um, but this just goes to show it. Uh, Superman is hit hard by an Omega Beam and taken away also, by a pair. Yeah, Superman is allowed to have weaknesses. Like Yes, yes. And... People people who think Superman is just a, just a boring goody-two-shoes are wrong. Uh, yeah. Who's overpowered. Man, gee, look at the way it hit Superman. Imagine if that hit, like, I don't know, Batman? Uh, anyone else... Uh, oh, 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 wait, do you know that that's the thing that happened? Oh, yeah. Um, so, so like, John, it, it's a big event when Bruce was like officially killed in main continuity for Final Crisis. It's, oh. it's, it's through an Omega Beam and he is fucking obliterated. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, they sort of redo the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Superman holding Supergirl, but he's holding Batman. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, it's great. I'll show you. It's drawn by Jim Lee, so it's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, back to it. Uh, Flash goes to warn everybody that hey, Superman was taken away by a parademon, and meanwhile, Darkseid is still there, and Green Lantern tries to go take Darkseid on himself, which because is not a Hal good idea. Jordan is a dumbass. Yeah, um, he is taken down not once, not twice, twice. but three fucking times, 
And then he tries to get up for a fourth time, at which point Darkseid just breaks his fucking arm. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Hal tries to get up again. <laughs> as Darkseid just walks Where away. are you going? Um, as, as Darkseid just walks away, he's like, fuck this guy, obviously. Um, and then we get probably my favorite scene in the whole book, I'd say. Um, uh, Batman walks up to Hal and... Uh, and, you know, he's like, hey, what the fuck are you trying to prove? You know, you're going to die. Hal's like, then I die, whatever. He doesn't care. Um, and uh, we get this great bit where uh, where Batman says, um, uh, what are you trying to prove? Hal says, I'm not trying to prove anything. Batman says, then who are you trying to live up to? Do you remember anything about Hal's origin? They do it in the in the Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, I know that he like comes across a dead, al- dying alien. Uh, anything uh, about, like, his childhood, though? No. Okay. Um. So Hal's origin is that... Uh, or his childhood, at least, is that uh, when he was little, his uh, his dad was a pilot. Uh, on a test flight, uh, Hal watched as the as the uh, the plane malfunctioned and his dad died in that plane. Oh. And um and so when Batman says a line like "Who are you trying to live up to?" like that's that fucking hits Hal. Like, oh, like that's how Hal knows who he is trying to live up to. You know, his his like his dad is the reason that Hal is a pilot. Um, you know why he does the things that he does. It's uh, it fucking hits. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. I, I love that. I love that sort of where it moves into of um, uh, you know, we're just someone like you and I are nothing alike. We're alongside an alien, an Amazon, a human lightning bolt, a cyborg, and an Aquaman. As far as I can tell, you and I are the only normal people here. <laughs> Wearing a bat suit is normal? No, it's no, insane. It's insane. <laughs> um, but then Batman just reveals his identity, says, my name is Bruce Wayne. Which, you know, great little joke here. Who the hell is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> um, I do like the idea that just, like, not everyone in the world knows who Bruce Wayne is, and Bruce just assumes that everyone knows who he is. <laughs> Which, you kind of think, he, you know, he's a billionaire, <laughs> but like he's also i don't think in this continuity he is not like jeff bezos or elon musk and a shit no, human no, he's, being. he's not like that yeah no he's he's you know he's city level billionaire yeah <laughs> yeah um, but i love i love batman just sort of shifting the focus away from him yeah yeah like um, there's a tendency with dc whenever batman shows up to just take over which like it's Batman. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, like, this is very nice. Like, he's going off on his own to try to save, you know, Superman. Because uh, they are going to be best friends, damn it. Uh. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Um, yeah, no, yeah. It is, like, sort of, like, shifting the focus away from him. Like, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us. You know, we, we are a team now, whether we like it or not. Because uh, they, they expand on this in the movie. Because Johns doesn't really focus as much on rescuing Superman um, and and Superman mm-hmm. being captured and, and that whole uh, plot line, um, yeah, which is again interesting. And I think here it it it's really good because um, mm. you you have the rest of the team you know trying trying to fight and Hal Jordan coming in to basically rally the troops. Yeah, um, um, I do like this bit here though where like. Bruce is like taking off his symbol and and the cow cow camp and everything, and he like offers himself up to a parademon. <laughs> at which point, Hal just looks at him and goes, "Bruce Wayne, huh? Morons crazier than I am." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then he goes to rally the troops, fails at first. But I love this bit where um where Hal has this line where he's like, "And once we get in striking distance, I'll go fresh. I'll be the lure you want me to be. I'll turn on the fireworks and get his attention." And then he turns to Cyborg and says, "Like kid, you good? 
you want to stay here um and so it's, just, hell no yeah that, like, i just oh i love that oh i love that moment that's it's so such good. an interesting little moment because like not everyone seems to have recognized cyborg as a kid yeah he's a, yeah. He's a child um, like aquaman is actually the first one to recognize this when he like when he like yeah. falls out of the boom tube and says he's a kid wearing armor <laughs> you know? yeah it's um, it's really it's aquaman batman and lantern like Mm-hmm. Those three are the big three to be like, this is this is a child. Yeah, um, yeah. And they bring a child to a war zone, but like, he's going to the war zone because you know what else is he gonna do? Yeah. Uh, um, meanwhile, Bruce just you know rides the parademon into a wall <laughs> and uh and steps his way through another boom tube into a portal taking him to oh you know apocalypse, apocalypse. um and uh bring us to the final issue of this first collection uh great cover everyone sort of bowing to dark side um interesting that they include the uh the little cast that hal makes for himself yes which again just, it's just a nice little touch it's a nice touch yeah. Um, and this issue is interesting because we have a bunch of narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open on uh, following this, just this family in the midst of all this destruction. Um, uh, the guy's name here is, is David Graves. We'll be following him more later. So, you know, not a spoiler. Um, but we follow him and his family. You know, they, they just they, they sort of huddle together because they think they're about to die. Um, and I love this narration here that David has. Um, I thought there was going to be no tomorrow. I thought my family and I were going to die. Um, then I saw them and I saw tomorrow and you see this great two page spread again, Jim Lee fucking killing it as always, um, of just everyone taking on dark side at once. It's a great, just heroic moment. You could, you could fucking hear the music when you look at a picture yeah. like this, you know, <laughs> it's a great, great moment. Um, Woodward, you know, just wraps her lasso around dark side's neck says, why are you here? At which point dark side says for her. Uh, I was curious what you made of that in that moment. Like, I, I was like, okay, who's her? Um, obviously, I think we get an idea of who her, who, who uh, her. They, they literally say it on the next page. Do they? They do. Uh, when uh, when Batman here overhears Desaad and Steppenwolf talking, um, one of them says, um, uh, let's "See, uh, one who will prove vital in the search for the daughter of Darkseid." Ah, yes. So there's that. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I guess back to Batman. Um, he's listening to Desaad and Steppenwolf. First off, Desaad and Steppenwolf. Uh, you knew Steppenwolf, right? At and Desaad. Was Desaad in the theatrical cut or no? Well, no, I've seen the, 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 the Snyder cut. Well, now. yeah, yeah, but I don't think you saw that before you read this. Um, no, wasn't he also? He was also in Superman Doomsday. Desaad was. Ooh. Oh, shit, he was. You're right. Yeah, like I forgot. And I swear, you know what? We did so much between the, uh, that episode and this one, and we had such yeah. a long time between recording that, like, I fucking forget that already. <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. Um, but they're torturing Superman, which is a terrifying image. Um, yeah, oh, I love that. Oh, it's drawn. Um, back to Metropolis, Wonder Woman is uh, taking on Darkseid herself, because, you know, she's fucking Wonder Woman. And then she stabs his left eye out, which is great. <laughs> Immediately afterward, Aquaman stabs his right eye out, and Darkseid just keeps going. <laughs> keeps going. 
And with the trident still stuck through his eye. <laughs> and he and rips sword. it out. Yeah, both sword and trident stuck in his eyes. I love it. Uh, uh let's see, but the, uh but anyway, uh Cyborg taps into the boom tubes, starts uh starts to close them up, but uh then uh what is it? Batman and Superman sort of make uh start to make their way or is it what is it? No, Batman gets to Superman first. Um as the son Stephen Wolf are pulled away by the boom tubes. Um Batman shows Superman sort of the destruction happening through the boom tube. They see Darkseid sort of pummeling the league, still fucking blinded. Um, and then, uh, you know, through, through this, like, you know, Batman says, like, you know, um, uh, what is it? We need you. We need Superman. Uh, and another great two-page spread of Superman flying through this boom tube, taking out Darkseid. I love how that's done in the movie, because I think uh, Darkseid says, I am Darkseid. And then Superman comes through and he does the, I don't care. It's <laughs> yeah. a great line. <laughs> Which uh, I'm surprised wasn't in here. That feels very Jeff Johns. It does. Um, and <laughs> they basically push Darkseid through. Um, everyone has a part to play. Cyborg yep. basically has the final part yep. uh, with a great one f- full page. Um, and then we eventually just cut to white as the boom tubes close. And we're left in the destruction, and these civilians start to gather around the league, and uh, and they're like, okay, we should probably get out of here. They're gonna blame us again, you know? Why why stick around? But uh, everyone loves them suddenly. <laughs> um, we see uh, the Graves family again, and uh, you know, and and we sort of we get this like narration again from David, you know, uh, knowing like what he thought in those moments. As we cut over to a uh, what is it, sort of like a Medal of Honor ceremony? Medal of Honor ceremony <laughs> yeah. at the Capitol building with president not president indescript president number 10 (laughs) number 10 which is funny this was 2011 this was like obama yeah you could obama is in the flashpoint story (laughs) which is written by jeff johns yeah i don't know why we can't have obama here (laughs) uh i love the dialogue between everyone uh uh like uh this whole idea of you know cyborg i shouldn't be up here uh sure you you should be proud your dad looks like he is then you see uh cock blocks to you trevor over in the crowd um <laughs> uh, meanwhile uh, back to the david graves household he uh he's writing a book and the super always... friends saved us daddy <laughs> it's such a great line um he's writing a book and that's where all, all this narration is coming from um you know, we get we get these like this great dialogue where like Hal's like, hey, we can't be a team. We all have like our own things to do. But you know, Barry's like, yeah, we'll we'll make it work. Um, you know, we could do it. And uh, uh, then what is this like? The secretary, someone walks up to the president. Says, oh, there's another like you know uh, another like disaster, something that you guys need to handle. Um, and then uh, the president goes uh, goes um, what is it? Uh, we need your team again. Flash, Flash is like, oh, yeah, we have a name, Mr. President. We do. You do. Sure. You can call us the Super Seven. <laughs> and uh, uh, Flash says, well, we'll think of something. And then uh, we see like the the full book that David writes, uh, Justice League: Gods Among uh, Gods Among Men, which is eerily similar to Injustice: Gods Among Us. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, written before that, but still, just I could be an influence. An interesting coincidence. Um, and then we get this epilogue scene. 
which yes. I know means absolutely nothing to you right now. No, it doesn't. It's clearly <laughs> set up for something. Yeah. Um, this is sort of like the first big thing when like they started the new 52, they were like, we're going to set up this big arc. That's going to like tie uh cross over a bunch of titles. And, you know, you have to be there eventually. And it's, it's mostly going to happen within justice league, which is why they start setting it up here. But um, interestingly, you see the lady that you saw in the football game earlier, who just happened yes. to be there. Uh, she's here. Her name. Do they say their names here at all? Uh, uh, I don't know. Cause I know their names. <laughs> Um, I mean, I could just tell you. It's not a spoiler to say their names. Uh, okay, anyway, the guy here in the hat is uh, the Phantom Stranger. Um, typically, that means nothing to me. Yeah, typically he's like uh, like a, one of the like Vertigo, like Constantine-type characters. Uh. And then uh, Pandora here, that's the girl in the red. She is, I believe, a New 52 creation. I don't think she existed before the New 52. Because, yeah. like, they then fight... Um, and Phantom Stranger gets knocked out slash killed. I don't. Yeah. Think oh yeah, 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 yeah. So she kills him, but he gets right back up and says, "He can't kill me." And I don't know. It's it's again. It means absolutely nothing if if you're just reading this as a standalone. Yeah. It's it's. I mean. It's a it, 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 it doesn't even really mean anything in the next volume. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And I thought it would. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. It's um, um I think if we're talking the collected editions volume 4. So, so that's a while. Yeah, yeah. Um so we have time. We have time. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh on to villain's journey. journey. Um All right, uh, issue 7. Issue uh, 7. The issue um seven. We flash forward uh, to present day in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. There are monsters. This uh, is my least favorite issue of these two collections. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are monsters. The Justice it's... League comes in. They fight these monsters. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. This one doesn't do a lot for me. It's 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 uh, like this it's is trying uh, to be like a prologue to the story. Yeah, um, there's some nice art. Uh, Gene Ha is on the art in this one. Um, I don't yeah. know. It's it's okay. I mean, of course, you know, you're coming off Jeff John, uh, coming off Jim Lee, and the next issue is Ivan Reese. So you know, you're kind of sandwiched between. Um, the you do have an, some in, an, interesting appearances from Steve Trevor. Um, yeah, well, this is where Steve Trevor starts to really become a character in this series, and I do like his inclusion here. Yeah. Also, there's another character, a mysterious character, um, uh, sort of mysterious character, who I... Sort of mysterious. I remember um, I had read Origin, like, a bunch of times before uh, before I actually read Villain's Journey. Like, I, there was a long time between me getting, like, Volume 1 and Volume 2. So, and, like, all, there were all these, like, little hints as to, like, who that character was. I was like, I know who the fuck it is. I've read Origin, like, a million times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh are we talking about the same character are we wait uh we should be the the secretary character assistant character who oh sorry sorry you're right yeah you're i to... i clocked who she was <laughs> um almost immediately um but yeah this wait. is i don't know what you mean by who she isn't is. she supposed to be amanda waller no no totally separate character okay totally separate character <laughs> i thought i thought they were trying to set up like suicide squad stuff 
No, no. Well, Waller shows up at the end of this collection, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not her right now. Oh, I thought... Okay. No. With with Gene Ha's art being so different... Yeah, like... it, it can be hard to tell, but no, no. Etta Candy is a totally different character. Okay. Yes, totally different. Like... Um, yeah, typically she's a character involved with Wonder Woman stuff. Um, she was even in... She was in the first Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie. They adapt her um, in there. Yeah, totally different character. Yeah, because I. <sighs> yeah, I, I, so, I get, I get, it. I don't blame you for that mistake. Like it's, like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's so weird. It's it's so weird because this, I don't like this prologue that much. Like it. Yeah, the the actual like monster fighting plot is stupid. I do like the uh, the press meeting stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, th- this is where we really start to learn like what has happened between these five years. You know, we, these first like the first like half of this issue is just telling us, hey, the people love the Justice League. What else do we fucking know? Like, you know? We <laughs> like, got that at the end of volume six. Uh, yeah. Issue six. Vo- volume six. Volume yes. six. <laughs> we are there already. We've done the whole Injustice League thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So we're here. Uh, I like this press conference thing where this guy goes. Um, he's like, um. Uh, why don't they do your job? <laughs> Steve's like, my job? The government's job. And being the seven of them could put their heads together and fix our economy and balance the budget you guys have blown. They could reform education. You know? um, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting take on it where the people are just like, hey, if these guys are so fucking good that they basically replaced the police and military in these big invasion things, why can't they do the things that the government does? You know, it, it, It's interesting to see that like public perception of the Justice League. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of a dumb idea because like that they couldn't. They're superheroes. Well, Bruce Wayne could, but that's yeah, a... Bruce Bruce Wayne, maybe Barry Allen, maybe yeah. Uh, but like, no, it's not their wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah. So as as Steve is leaving, this guy fucking comes up to him. And he's like, he's like, hey, Trevor. One last question. I heard you and Wonder Woman had a thing going on. <laughs> she wear the boots in bed. <laughs> which naturally sets steve off um yeah yeah like, he attacks this guy um and uh it, it's an interesting scene obviously steve is very very bad about something involving wonder woman and we'll get there eventually uh, but yeah so then we meet etta candy mm-hmm. uh who is not amanda waller <laughs> i thought it was just gonna be like amanda waller no it's <laughs> not amanda waller again it <laughs> this is see you can see my problem with this volume uh, just as a whole, because it's like let's throw a bunch of characters at you, uh, yeah, yeah, and not gi- not give them as much time as Volume One did, yeah, like, yeah, like because like you could think oh with the radical shift in art style because this is a radical shift like oh yeah definitely it's so different at, at least like Ivan Reese is similar enough to Jack yeah. and it's not bad art it's just so different yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, then Steve meets with these, what what are they, fucking... Senators. Senators, that's it. It's um, a Senate hearing. He uh, meets up with them. Um, although they're sort of like yelling at him for like you know, keeping an eye on the Justice League, and he's like, hey, so I'll tell the Justice League you don't trust them, which means they might not trust you, and I can't wait to see what a quick sweep of, you sweep of your offices with x-ray vision might reveal. The people want them to take your jobs already. Maybe then they'll just do it. <laughs> which is... <laughs> very, very <laughs> telling indictment of the American government. Yeah, yeah. Johns is really saying a lot here. I love it. <laughs> Johns is saying a lot. Um, 
just probably not with enough time to do it in this single issue. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, but we have that. Uh, we meet up with uh, Steve and Etta again uh, as Steve makes a call to Wonder Woman. Well, to the Just Just League Watchtower, of course. But um, did you know the Watchtower as a thing, as a concept? Yeah, I, I knew it was a thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, he talks with Wonder Woman. I love this little conversation with with her uh, between the two of them. Um, Green Lantern, Batman, and Flash just bickering behind them. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Green Lantern they ask for like more rations to send up. You know, <laughs> he's like, um, and then uh, when they're finally left alone, you know, there's just like this awkward moment between Stephen and Diana. Um, I like that. Like you, you really do feel like a bit of history between them. You feel history, and you feel like it's like, hey readers this is not going to be the, the the otp it's not we're not we're not doing this yeah, yeah. which i again uh, uh i mean yeah. we're gonna i mean obviously right now we're gonna start touching on the superman wonder woman thing just a little bit um i get the complaints with superman people aren't as attached to Diana and Steve as a couple as they are to obviously Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the one that annoys me. Like, yeah, yeah. Reasonably so. Cause yeah, it's Lois and Clark. Like, Lois and Clark. That's been the relationship since action comics. Number one. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you can't break that up. Yeah. Really. Uh, but anyway, they're interrupted. Uh, Etta comes in again, um, tries to get some information about Wonder Woman out of Steve, which is nice. Um, just a nice little moment there. And then we uh, we start teasing our big villain for this volume. And uh, we see all these books by David Graves and whatever. Um, Basically all about like conspiracies or like famous, like mysterious events, like in the real world and obviously in the universe. Uh, in, in the DC universe, um, like, like I recognize like four or five of these, um, and you have this, it's very ominous of like, you know, I, I found out it didn't exist. I've been right about so many things. I've been wrong about others. Very wrong. Um, and we, we zoom in on like what he's writing. I know the key to destroying the justice league and it's not an object or a weapon. It's Colonel Steve Trevor. <laughs> Which brings us to issue eight. Now, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Oliver Queen. Green Arrow. Uh, so, history with Green Arrow, before we get into this. Uh, I have at least seasons one and two of Arrow, and I think all of three and some of four, but I I could be wrong. Any other uh, history with the character beyond that? Not really. Uh, okay. I know, I think... I'm sure, point... you, I'm sure you know that at least like his comic counterpart is typically more of a smartass. Yeah, well, and I know... I know because that, like, at one point before doing the podcast, you showed me a famous cover. Um, uh, which one? Uh, my Ward is a Junkie. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. No, I think that was the night we recorded the Long Halloween episode. Oh, was it the night we recorded? I think our... it was. The, I know it was on a Skype call. Yeah, and it was after one of those early episodes, and I think it was the, the Long Halloween one. The first episode. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Ward, a junkie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Jacob had never seen that cover before. And I was like, you've never seen the fucking no. Roy Harper shooting up cover? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was... So, so you didn't know much about Oliver Queen going in, like, comic-wise. No. Um, 
Okay. So let's get into this. First off, great cover. Goes without cover. saying. Goes without uh, saying. Um, this uh, this issue is done by a couple people. Uh, Carlos uh, Carlos Donda with Ivan Reese and Joe Prado. Um, so Ivan Reese, I think, does the later pages in this. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, all their styles are very complimentary styles. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I, I do like I, this is a lot better than uh, than Gene Ha's art from the last one. Yeah, it it it, it doesn't break things up so much. Um, yeah, yeah. There's at least more of a connection between this and the Lee stuff. Yeah. Like if if Han if Ha was actually on this issue, it, it, I probably would have liked it better because you know the previous issue was supposed to be the prologue for the last four issues. Yeah, and the big yeah. story. So it doesn't mesh well. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, um, we kick off. Steve's having another meeting with these senator guys. Meanwhile, Oliver Queen is here. Uh, he is—he's uh, running through these uh, the, uh, these blasts of what green alien bolts, green I don't know. energy, um, <laughs> and says, "What the hell am I doing here?" It's at this point that I would like to bring up our next Twitter question from uh, from my tweets today. Uh, good friend of ours, Jamie, at Jamie, J- uh, Jamie underscore season seven. Nice Doctor Who reference there. Says. Um, uh, probably more a question for Joey, but what do you think of the way Johns writes Green Arrow here? Uh, and you had actually replied to that and said that you may have more to say yeah, about that. Because like, uh, I'm, I'm at least familiar with like Stephen Amell's portrayal of, of Green Arrow. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. I, I, specifically in the New 52, I did not like Green Arrow as a character. Um, I did not like the way he was written a lot of the time. I um, Dan Jurgens did the early Green Arrow stuff before they got Mark Guggenheim to do his comic when Arrow really took off. Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You you can tell exactly what they did there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Jurgens has a very specific style. Well, here's the thing. I don't even like the Jurgens stuff. Oh no, I don't think it's very good at all. Um, okay, if anything, this and probably the Justice League of America stuff is probably his best characterization in the New Fifty Two. But even then, I'm not fully in love with it. I'd um, say he's actually really relatable and like nice here. Like, yeah, yeah, he's decent here. But man, I do not like the Jurgen stuff. Um, personally, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of it, and uh, I haven't. He's read... like trying to do like Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, no, Jurgens wasn't. Um, Mark Guggenheim was, because that was literally why he was brought on board. Because Guggenheim was a was a producer slash writer on Arrow. Um, Did it like save the book? Or... Uh, I will probably because Arrow was big. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. Um, but I don't know. I never read that run. I don't know. I I wasn't interested, but I could only imagine it's like Arrow because I know they do the whole Felicity Diggle team, and I'm like, all right, whatever, just. All right, get, get it over with. <laughs> Do it. We're in a different so, universe. It's but then fine. I did read the I did read the uh, the Green Era Rebirth stuff, and that's great. And that's when I think Oliver really returned to form as a who, character. Who, who does that? Uh, that was. Fuck, was that? Uh, give me a second while I look that up. Um, we're yeah, vamping, no, we're uh, vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. Rebirth. All right, Rebirth was done by the. Oh my God. Uh, fuck. Uh, 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 it's uh, not was... fucking letting me look. There we go. Um, Benjamin Percy, who I'm not familiar with anything else of his, but uh, it was a great run. Uh, I read the first, I think, two, three volumes of it, and uh, it was really solid. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, uh, 
Yeah, that's nice. Um, but yeah, that's when I think he really returned to form as a character. Then I went back and I read um, Green Arrow Year One and the Kevin Smith Green Arrow stuff. That's like my favorite stuff. Um, like Kevin the, Smith, the movie producer? Yeah, Kevin Smith, the movie producer. Oh. He's, he's written some Green Arrow. He's written some Batman. Um, he's actually a pretty good writer. So, huh. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he only writes like, I think he writes most of his films. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I always love Kevin Smith. But yeah, so as far as how he's portrayed here, it's better than most of his new 52 appearances. So. He's fun. He's kind yeah. of a smart ass. And like, it's it's nice. It's nice. Um, it's nice to have a fish out of water as well for one issue. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I also like just this this idea that keeps playing throughout this issue that like he just keeps trying to run into the Justice League wherever he goes because he wants to be with them. <laughs> it makes It's just a really fun dynamic. I really enjoy it. And they aren't letting him in. Oh God! I just mentioned Amazo earlier. I just realized the android they're fighting here is Amazo. Goddamn! Uh, I don't really have any connection to Amazo. Um, uh, Amazo is an android that can simulate the powers of the Justice League. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so cause... he could have, so he could have like super speed, like Flash, and shoot lasers like Superman and whatnot. So yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's that's the point. One of those things. Uh, this could have been any robot, I think. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, inter- interesting that we did mention Anthony Ivo in the last uh, volume. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so just, you know, we get a series of events here. Uh, he just keeps showing, like, hey, um, I, uh, what is it? Rampage Robots, stop by the world, greatest superheroes, and yours truly. You know, like, he, like, happened to shoot a single arrow into a maze. <laughs> and uh, and that's, like, you know, he thinks that that's what, that's what took it down, finally. I love that. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman's kind of a dick. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, do we blame any of them for being addicted to Oliver? No, you know what this kind of reminds me of? The beginning of The Incredibles. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I'm not affiliated with him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, we go to one week later then, and we get a Court of Owls tie-in, so... <laughs> there's that we learned that i guess apparently the justice league was involved in night of the owls <laughs> sure, sure sure yeah i I'll totally believe that i yeah i'll buy it let's I, uh, I don't it's that's where's that's... where's where's the deluxe edition of night of the owls where when alfred call sends out the call we see the watchtower <laughs> yeah like <laughs> but this is probably one of the things where snyder where, where john was basically told snyder and batman's doing this thing reference it yeah, yeah. So we get that here. Um, Oliver shows up once again uh, <laughs> just to be like, hey, I helped you guys. You should let me be on the team. And that's about it. It's like, um, we don't need your help, Arrow. Yep. And then they send him out in the middle of nowhere. He, he's just, he's he's in the middle of a street and they're far away. Um, cut to one week later. They're fighting, what, some ninja people? I yeah. probably Odds are I probably know what these guys are, and I just can't recognize them right now. Who knows? Anyway, more Green Arrow just comes in and says, hey, uh, he, he says, call me persistent. Uh, <laughs> he comes in and this time Aquaman sort of sort of tells him off and is like, hey, stop following us. Or we'll p- uh, pick up where we left off. Um, sort of boom away. And uh, Oliver is then confronted by Steve Trevor. Yeah. Which is... I'm curious, what did you make of this scene? I was like, okay, are we gonna make like Steve evil? Maybe. Or like, that's, what are we that's doing? That's interesting because you're, I, yeah, that's an interesting point because you're not really familiar with Steve at all as a character, so like, you don't know really what like 
no. direction they would typically take him in. Now, Steve typically is like a, I mean, at least, you know, here, he's a more morally ambiguous character, but I don't think I'd ever, they'd ever make him evil. Evil. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he basically off- makes him an offer. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, so I have another team you might be interested in giving a social conscience to. Uh which I'm guessing this is the setup for... Yeah, this is Justice League of America, um, also written by Jeff Johns. Uh, it lasted for a good 14 issues. Um, oh. And has... Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's all collected in, like, two volumes, I think. You know... It, it, it's a shame, because I love, love, love the lineup. Um, I, the fact... The fact that, like, one, the New 52 started with 52 books and they kept increasing, like... Well, no, no, um, they didn't. They didn't? For every book that was introduced, they, they'd they cancel a book to sort of keep it at Try 52. To... Oh, that's even... Yeah. So, so they did it in waves. So, like, the first wave of books was canceled at the eighth issue... And it was like four, four or five titles, and it was replaced by four or five titles, okay, uh, starting at number one. Oh, ooh, that's yeah. That's I mean, harsh. hey, hey, if nothing else, the first wave of canceled books included the Rob Liefeld Hawk and Dove series. So, I mean, good, so good, the good things come, you know. <laughs> I've heard nothing but bad things about Rob Liefeld. You would be correct in hearing those bad things. <laughs> Wait, didn't he also create Deadpool? Ah, uh, yes, he did. Well. Him and a bunch of other people, but he likes to think that he's the only one. Oh, so he's, it's like a, it was created by all these people. Yeah, also but an it, asshole. But, but, but I think there, there's this horrible quote from him where he's like, um, oh, where he says something along the lines of, he's like, he's like, I'm the writer on that. You know, all these people, they drew and like made Deadpool's personality and everything. But I create, I'm the writer on that issue. You um, know, he, he, he's, he's like, he's like, um, he's like, oh, what does he say? He's like, He's like, if a guy, uh, if a guy like, you know, the house did something, you know, and, and he thanked the janitor for also helping do this important thing. You know, that's not fair, is it? <laughs> it's I, I forget exactly how the quote goes. It's horrible. Oh, he's such a horrible person. I fucking excuse hate Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, you thank the janitor. Like, yeah, like fucking like, oh, my God. Lifeboat is like life is like a modern day Deadpool's. Game. If you didn't create Deadpool's personality, did you really create Deadpool? Well, he created his personality, but like he he means more like in the uh, all all the, the, all the different creative stuff on it. So like you know, not not crediting like the artists and inkers and colorists on that. You know, Artist. also creating Deadpool. That's fucking horrible. Uh, yeah, it's it's mean. It's very very mean. He I, I he's a, like a modern day Bob Kane. You know, there's a reason Superman was always Joe. Uh, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, right. Yep. Um, anyway, meanwhile, uh, in the Watchtower, we switch to Ivan Reese art. And God, I love Ivan Reese. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's very Jim Lee-esque. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they sort of like talk about like why they don't let anyone else on their team. And uh, Batman says we can't take any risks. We all know what happened uh, when we let someone else onto the satellite and into the Justice League. It ended very badly. And, and we get this two-page spread of the League fighting off Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. Uh, um, obviously, we're not going to get anything else with him in this volume, but uh, Martian Manhunter history. What did you know of him? Uh, I vaguely knew about him. Obviously, he appears in Sandman, um, which I've read. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, yes, he does. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the yeah. whole fire thing. The whole fire uh, thing. He's played by, I think in the, in the audio, he's played like Reginald D. Hunter. 
Yes. Uh, was great. Um, I also was just vaguely aware of his personality from, like... I never watched the DCAU Justice League shows. Like You will. You will eventually. Yeah, I will eventually. I will yes. eventually. Um, um, but, I, but I had, like... I, like I had at least seen episodes. I couldn't tell you what episodes. I forget. Do they do the Oreos thing in the Sandman or no? They do. Um, Does he have Oreos? Yeah. 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 Right okay. At the end. Yeah. Uh, so I, you, I doubt you know any any of that. Whether that's about uh, Marshall Manager loves Oreos. That's. I mean, who doesn't love Oreos? Oreos. Yeah. Are great. No, yeah. He he fucking loves Oreos so much so that like there's a point. I mean, every main DC hero has died at some point, but when he like died uh, at one point. His uh his grave they put like a little Oreo on top. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's yeah. really touching. Yeah, but then he comes back in Blackest Night as a zombie. So you know. Oh, oh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, so we go into the actual villain's journey story now. Villain's journey, chapter one. This is issue fuck nine. Um, and we're back to Jim Liard. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, the call for adventure. Yes. Um, um, once again, like, uh, once again, inked, inked by Scott Williams, um, not, by Alex Sinclair. Yeah, is, is Sinclair doing the colors? It doesn't credit the colors as on like the. He on should. The, uh, not on the individual issues. Yeah, but, but at, at the top of the book, it it's got to be Alex Sinclair. It yeah. looks like Alex Sinclair. Um, so I, honestly, scene. I wish um, I wish trades would, would would be consistent on crediting everyone. Everyone deserves it. It's it, 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 you're asking a lot there, Jake. <laughs> it's one of those things you just get used to. You could look up the individual issues if you want that. Uh, that information is always online. <laughs> yeah, but we see Mr. Graves, David Graves, dying of a terminal disease. Uh, I think. Like, like much of the DC universe, five years will really put, uh, take a toll on you. Yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be cancer. Um, but it's funny they say four years ago, so this only happened like within a year of yeah. Earth's origin. Um, like the dude is dying. Like they talk about like uh, his neutrophil count, which is like a, a blood cell count, um, uh, is being is like yeah is is low. Uh, yeah, like. It's like, yeah, they can't, it's like, they. he seems to be like they can't help uh, in any way. He just, he seems desperate, like, he pulls a gun on this doctor and shoots him. Yep. Um, beautifully putting some little blood splats on uh, on Justice League Gods Among Men. Um, uh, interesting that they make the, I, I don't know, I, I just like the back cover here of the book that's like totally blank, aside from a picture of David Graves ripped from origin issue six and uh and then just a uh that famous jim lee, jim Justice lee, lee drawing with a different background <laughs> Which, i mean it's fair so, yeah um anyway so we go over to steve trevor um who's just walking out of a liquor store <laughs> and uh and of course paparazzi's all over him which is great um i fucking love this one dude that goes how's it feel to get dumped by the hottest woman in the world <laughs> How's it feel to have nowhere to go but down? <laughs> like, uh, it's exaggerated dialogue, but I find it kind of funny. I like it. Yeah, because we find out he's living with his sister, basically. Um, uh, yeah, so then we go over to the Batcave here for a second. I I don't think you know anything about this. Do you know what this is that Bruce is looking at? No. Good. Good? 
good. Is it a bad thing? We'll get there. We'll get there. It's, I have plans. I have plans. Okay. It's, it's, oh God, I'm so excited. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's even there. Like, oh God, I love it. Anyway, um, so he's looking at this, this letter here uh, that he has framed. Anyway, um, so we get this like little like flashback to, uh, to him, his little Bruce. Um, he's just sort of standing around in the Batcave. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's there. Again, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like teases and things that just go, well, well, it's it's not so much a tease here. The letter is a callback, but like yeah. I said, we'll like we'll do it. Don't worry, don't worry. I have plans. I have plans. Um, I'm so, I'm just so, I'm just so happy you don't know what it is yet. Um, that's it's so just, cool. it's just a thing that like again, it doesn't go anywhere. Like it's a callback. Shut up. It's a callback. Um, it's <laughs> I love it. Anyway, we go over to the Daily Planet. We see Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Lois is Lane. Nice to have here, only to you know twist the knife even further. <laughs> Twist the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we see Jimmy. Jimmy's there too. Jimmy's and, there. Uh, Clark is what having a sandwich. Yeah. Having a, a sandwich. Get a little flashback to Clark and Pete Ross. So that's nice. Pete, um, Clark being picked last for uh, dodgeball. I probably. Yeah. And uh, I think Clark gets a, a text then from his. I swear it's supposed to be a 2011 phone, but it's a fucking flip phone. What but, the fuck? I, what okay. the hell? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I had a flip phone in 2011. Yeah, My flip but, phone did yeah, not but look you were like a that. Child in 2011. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Mark is a but, grown ass man. He's, he's um, anyway. for a BlackBerry. Uh, uh, anyway, a text from Bruce says, got lunch plans, <laughs> which I just, I love that. Uh, Clark pulls down his glasses. We go over to Arkham Asylum where there's been a, like a prison outbreak. And they attack uh, Clayface. And uh, uh, Batman and Superman are fighting them off. Again, they're uh, becoming best in. friends. They are. They are. Just let, let, let them hug. Let them hug. <clears throat> um, so yeah, eventually, so, yeah, Cyborg, Cyborg comes in. in. Uh, we get a little flashback with him and Silas. Um, same thing from Origin. Yeah, nothing new, Nothing different there. Nothing, nothing different. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Do you see... We do see some upgrade that Silas, Silas is doing in that last panel of the flashback. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a new targeting system he's putting in. And it's a, it's a great sort of like, this is a bad relationship, and it's only getting worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we go over to Steve's house. Once again, he is uh, met with met by someone. We can only assume it's David Graves, obviously. Um, we go over to Flash and Green Lantern, and we get little quick flashbacks of them in their past lives before they were superheroes um which i like you see like hal has a bit of a rough past barry is you know good guy cop in the crime lab so that's nice um who is this guy here weapons master i don't i honestly don't know who that is i'm sorry it is it is not important villain um because we are sending we just rounded up but uh we're trying to interrogate him and they can't get him to talk. So they call in Wonder Woman who has a flashback with Steve Trevor here. We see like a bit of their past and for each character here, which is nice. Um, them breaking up basically. Yep. Sad days, sad days. And uh, let's see. Then Wonder Woman gets him to talk with the last of the truth, of course. Uh, meanwhile, is this still at Arkham there? With yeah, it's this character called yeah. the key. The key. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
anyway so um so yeah he's like going insane and he says like uh who did this and he says graves and uh we then see steve who is my god that looks horrible being tortured I, jesus uh being tortured by of course david graves um, and of course who, is, who is now full-on villain hard. yeah um oh god it looks fucking brutal i love it um and uh, eventually he's he, he gets tortured enough uh, to the point where David Graves like threatens uh, Steve's family. Steve says, I will tell you everything you want to know. Taking us into issue 10. I This is like one of my favorite covers from this collection. Look at that. It's a great cover. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. Uh, let's see. We got a flashback three years ago now. David's still out looking for a cure for his mystery illness and his mystery cancer. It's cancer. It's it's mis- mystery cancer. Mister mystical magical cancer. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's uh, he like he prays to like a god figure, asks for help. Uh, it's it's kind of stupid. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Um, anyway, back in present day, Steve is still being tortured. Um, Steve. Oh God! He breaks his way through these restraints on his hands by breaking his bones. Oh God, that's just to, yeah, just to be attacked by spectral creatures that's, feeding off of his pain. That's uh-huh. miserable. Um, but great, great stuff. Um, look at Aquaman here. He's gotten rid of the jewels. That's fine. I can live with it. Um, I, I like the jewels. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is the only character that we didn't get a flashback for last issue. So we get another one here. He's talking to uh, Volko. Which Volko. Is, uh, do, do you know Volko at all? No. No. Um, oh, no, no. He was in Zack Snyder's Just- Justice League, the, the Willem Dafoe character. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, I mean, he had like one or two scenes. It wasn't a whole. Well, here we go. Whole... He has he has he has one line here. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> here we go. About as much. So, About as much. Yeah, he's more at a. If you're looking for like movie appearances, he's more in the James Wan Aquaman oh, movie. Aquaman, yeah. So, anyway, uh, up to the Watchtower. Um, Batman is what talking about uh, uh, the Weapons Master, the Key, now Scarecrow, the Scavenger, Captain Cold, the Cheetah. Um, dozens of reports of our enemies being attacked, tortured, and interrogated by someone named Graves. Um, I find it interesting that like they don't have any files on David Graves, the first guy to like write a book about them. Yeah, he, he wrote he wrote a book about them. Yeah, like <laughs> that's a little weird. They don't they're, they're they're not putting this together at all. Yeah, um, but of course it's not going to last for long because you know this is the one where David comes in. Um, but yeah, so they're sort of like contemplating what to do here. Um, just nice interactions here. Johns writes the league together so well. Yeah, and like if Cyborg, you know, if it can be found on a computer, it can be found in my head. Your email, your credit score, which is in the trash. Um, <laughs> Love it. Such uh, a great bit there. Yeah, um, this idea that it's, you know, they're, they're talking, and then they are... This, uh, watchtower lights go out. Watchtower lights go out. Uh, they're interrupted by David Graves, of course, who is here, and God, I love this design. Like, it's... It's, it's creepy. Such a, such a creepy villain design. I love it. Um, but yeah, so he comes in. Wonder Woman goes to attack him. Says, "What are you doing with Steve?" She is immediately attacked right back. Uh, sort of gets sort of like the life sucked out of her. Um, get another quick flashback here of um, the uh, death what has happened mother. in her past. The death of her mother, yes, which is I think something that happened in the Brian Azarello Wonder Woman run, um, which is early New Fifty Two as well. Yeah. Um, um yeah superman catches her 
they go to attack Graves one at a time, it seems. Um, Green Lantern's taken down. Uh, then it's... Oh, yeah, we get, like, these flashes of David's family as he, like, still went to look for answers about his, his mystical, magical cancer. Because uh, all his family is dead at this point. Yeah, because they um, are... Yeah, so Flash is attacked. Uh, yeah, Green Lantern Flash. Then Superman. Yeah, Superman. It's just a creepy image, Superman specifically, like, with the life sucked out of him. Like, Yeah, and that's that's basically where the issue ends. Um, with everyone then, uh, attacked. Says, what's up? With, with, with everyone attacked and, you know. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It says, um, the Justice League killed my family and the world will know it. Then we move into issue 11, which has the uh, the cover uh, issue of this of this collection. Um, and we open um, with seeing a flash of Batman's past. As um, I have said a million times on this podcast, I will never get tired of watching these fuckers die. Um, Love, love watching the Waynes die. It's a very um, interesting... Okay, uh, uh, Lee gives an interesting interpretation in that one panel. Um, just... Uh, yeah. It's very noir and very... Um, yeah. You can uh, tell it's very much how Bruce remembers it. As something that was really quick. Like... Yeah. Because, yeah. like, if you see the two shots and both Thomas and Martha are going down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting little moment there. Uh, did someone else do the colors on this one? This might be another uh, different colorist on this one because the colors are very dark. Well, the inks were also done by Jonathan Glapian. Um, he did it for um, uh, the Snyder stuff, the Scott yeah. Snyder Batman stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that might also make a difference. But the colors themselves look look much darker here. Much darker. It's it could be different. Um, because I know there's a bunch of colorists credited in yeah. this volume. Uh. Yeah, it definitely looks like there's a different colorist here. Um, we then go over to uh, with the Trevor household, and um, and we see what see Trevor's sister seeing David Graves here and his dead family, which is such a striking image. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know, he's just he's also just threatening Trevor's sister and her kids who aren't home yet, which mm-hmm. is it's very creepy, um, but it. Honestly, isn't a lot. It's a lot of insight into like how Graves is just being trapped by his own grief. Like mm-hmm. he's seeing his dead family, uh, and he's talking, you know, about how much, uh, you know, how much he missed his family and how the they all sort of degenerated from a disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right before the Justice League actually shows up and he disappears, um, yeah. Uh, at which point, Steve's sister sort of yells at them, says, "Why can't you just stay away from Steve? Um, you, know, uh, you already broke his heart. You crushed his self worth, but he still dedicated his life to you. He could already be dead because of you. My brother could be dead. You better bring him home." Um, we go to outside. Uh, the league is sort of gathered around. Bruce now has a copy of Justice League: Gods Among Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, which does he say where he got it from? <laughs> I he doesn't. He doesn't. You know what? I believe we're just carrying it around with him. It is utility. I, I, I think he might just have found it at the at the Trevor household. I think that the Trevors have a copy of that book. I love that. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so Wonder Woman's obviously very beaten up by this because you know she been, wants to go it of, alone. Yeah, she's been kind of a dick to Steve. Um. She wants to go take him on alone. Uh, Green Lantern stops her, but you know it's Wonder Woman, so she breaks right through it. Uh, we got a great Jim Lee two-panel, sp- uh, two-page spread here. Brilliant stuff. 
And then oh. they start fighting for a page, which I think is a little unnecessary. Yeah, it's it's a bit long. A couple of pages. Well, the whole idea is like, oh, this is going to destroy their reputation because they're going to fight each other. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I, this is this is the part of the story that I dislike the most. Like, I enjoy this arc. It's fun. It's cool. I like the eventual conclusion. But this is very contrived. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. You are friends by now. Stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're gonna fight, um, do it verbally with like maybe one or two punches and not a full out, full out fight. Yeah. I do really like this two pager of Wonder Woman kicking Superman though. That's cool. yeah. Um, anyway, more fighting. Uh, let's see. We are eventually transported by. What are they transported by? Boom tube. But how? Cyborg. How? He can do that. I don't know. Well, I know he could do that, but I don't think he chose to take them away, did he? Yeah, they just sort of sh- boom tube to to Graves' writing cabin, like. It's weird. I can see why the, the the films did not adapt this arc, the animated yeah, films. Yeah, they, it's a it's a fine enough arc, but man, it's not great. contrived. Yeah. Um, um. Anyway, so yeah, so um, we start going through this cabin. Um, we see the graves of his family. Uh, they are. He went to find his family in the Valley of Souls. Batman says after um, they died, like they succumbed ugh, to a God. mystery illness. Yeah, messed up idea. I like that. Um, but we go into the Valley of Souls. Then uh, the whole league uh, uh, goes here, and uh, they're all sort of visited by specters of their past. Bruce, of course, sees the Waynes. Hal sees his dad. Um, Superman sees his parents. Flash uh, sees his mom. I think. Yeah. Uh, Arthur sees his dad. Victor sees himself. I get, I get himself, yes. Which and, uh, I think that's actually a nice little touch because because Victor is dead, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, it's 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 all the it's all the things I didn't need that we aren't really we it was so greatly set up in origin, but we we aren't doing anything with it here really. And I mean, I like it's it's nice to know that it's still there. Yeah, least. it's still there. I just hope that like further arcs oh. give him a little more to yeah. do. Um, so yeah, so you so you didn't know about his dad, uh, Hal's dad, I guess. Um, so that that must have been cool to see there. Um, you knew about Barry's uh, mom and Arthur's dad. I did Disney. not know about. You do not know. Okay, well there we go. And then of course to end the issue on big cliffhanger, Diana sees St- the ghost of Steve, Steve Trevor, Trevor, who says you're too late. <laughs> and we have the final cover. Uh, oh yeah, final cover. I okay. Look, say what you will, I fucking love the cover. It's a beautiful co- image. Even if I don't like it, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. We move on. We move on. Uh, great Good. opening page of the. This league. is the last issue drawn by Jim Lee, I think, for the run. Um, uh, yeah, he might do another one later on. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. Actually, I forget. But yeah, I think but it might be Ivan Reese later. Uh, from this point on. Yes. I don't know. I forget. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, we see a nice opening page here of the league themselves. Um, Reflects with with Graves sort of reflecting on the Justice League that they can't be heroes perfectly. Uh, we get this TMZ interview about the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 trying to basically make up this media storm that the Justice League are fighting each other and are going to like destroy the world or something. 
Okay, I, I someone just decided to be a dick with a motorcycle outside my I heard window. That. I I'm heard sorry, that. ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. It's all good. Um, all right, yeah. So uh, talking about this, uh, anyway, back to the Valley of Souls because, man, that that plot point is just really stupid. Anyway, back to the Valley of Souls. Um, uh, we see Steve. It is all an illusion, of course, because you know who the fuck is going to believe that Steve is actually dead. Um, let's see but uh oh yeah we do see ma and pa ken here though because yeah. earlier earlier clark was seeing uh jorel and lara uh and lara lara um now it's ma and pa ken which i think is interesting yeah i think um, yeah, all the other all the other specters are the same though yeah and it's yeah. it's it's interesting pieces of specters and it's it feels like the specters are feeding off of graves and everyone else like Graves very much feels like the victim here as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As well as just being an imposing villain. Like, he's not the most interesting character, but I do like him as a threat. He's he's a good threat. It's just a bit one note. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, It's fine. Uh, We move on, we move on. Um, We sort of, like, convince Graves that that his family can never be brought back, right? That's where we're going? Yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, and it's... Um, Steve's not really dead. Um, you know, they all sort of break through the illusions like, hey, this isn't really my family. You know, these aren't these aren't my dead parents, siblings, myself in Victor's case. Um, and uh, Steve comes out looking beat as all hell. God, look at that, man. Um, Wonder Woman, of course, takes it upon herself then to fight Graves, which, you know, I don't blame her. She should be the one to take him on. Um, Aquaman takes him on. It's a big fight. I don't know. What else is there to say on it? It's, uh, well, it's, it's the whole idea that it isn't actually them. And it's sort of the final moments from Graves that I think we do need to highlight because they are. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where it really shines. I like this moment um, when Graves is finally defeated and you see him all sort of decrepit and broken. Uh, you know, you, you see him. Well, you, you see Batman, Batman, like of all things, going in to comfort him. Um, Graves is like begging for death. And uh, and Batman says, those things weren't really your family, but you already knew that, didn't you, Mr. Graves? Deep down, you already knew. You, and, just wanted, uh, you just wanted to convince yourself and the world otherwise. And it's clear that, you know, this was supposed to be a big, like, let's let's meditate on grief. But I'm going to be honest, Johns didn't do enough of that. I'm, yeah, like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, the, the effort is there. but The uh, effort's there. It's It's weaker. It's not a bad plot and i i enjoy this volume quite a lot but it's it just isn't consistent yeah yeah like you have you know steve and diana at a hospital scene uh which is uh they basically finally build up to breaking off their relationship completely yeah Um, um Yeah, that, that nice little moment there. It is it is bitter, but it's it's a it's a deserved moment. Uh, I like that. Uh, we get to the Watchtower then, with the and... whole idea that like they is this the end of the Justice League because people are questioning their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we sort of neglected to mention it throughout a lot of this, but uh, there has sort of been like this power struggle for a leader through the group, and uh, Batman and Arthur have uh, Batman and Aquaman have been like the two main contenders for it. Um, yeah apparently which i do like that like of all the two characters to like pit against each other in that that's kind of funny um but uh but i guess uh hal decides then that the way to sort of get the media off their backs is to step away from the league 
really this is Jeff Johns saying, hey, I'm doing my own thing with Hal in the Green Lantern title. And we're dealing with that there. Um, I'm going to say it. I, I don't I don't entirely like that. Like, I don't mind. I think it's a, I think it's a great moment. It's a great moment. But I honestly, I like Hal Jordan's presence in this book way too much. Like I do, too. I do, too. But uh, but also this is the Justice League. You know, it's every big team book in D.C. sort of has this revolving door of characters. Yeah. And this is just another in a long line of those things happening. But just for this version of this universe, you know, this is the first time it's ever actually happened. And it's it's hard to deal with. Yeah, um, it's very sad. It's a very nice moment. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Arthur, says, Arthur says you don't have to do this. Bruce says you don't lantern. Green Lantern says, but I should Batman and uh, I'll be rooting for you. And of course, it's, it's really sad to see Barry, especially um, being very broken up by this. Yeah. Because they're yeah. the two closest characters, like yeah, yeah. Um, but then Batman says, "Before we before we decide to do anything, we need to find Wonder Woman and Superman, <laughs> who are off being a new Fifty Two, being a new Fifty Two on the roof. It's a well written scene. It is. It's a well written scene. I don't mind it. I don't they know. they Clark confides his identity to her. It's like, oh, they're so alone." And they kiss. Look, for the way it's portrayed in this, I don't mind it. I don't mind it the way it's portrayed. I just don't like the idea of it. The but... only thing that I really object to in it is uh, is the lack of Lois and Clark as a couple. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that really hurts me in this. You know what? This also kind of feels like a Dan DiDio decision. It probably was. Like... Let's be honest. They are both sexy, powerful super gods. You know, <laughs> it's, it only like, makes I'm gonna sense. Be honest, I get pairing Batman and Wonder Woman. Kind of like. I don't I, know. I, I, here's the thing. I think the only context that Batman and Wonder Woman as a couple has ever worked is the only context where it's ever been tried. And that's in the Bruce Timm universe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's a thing anyway. I digress. Uh, we meet up with Mr. Graves again. And uh, here's Amanda Waller. Jacob, see this. This is Amanda Waller. Waller. Um, David Graves decides to write another book. It's called The Villain's Journey. Ha 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 You can see that you can see in the design and comparing it to the out of candy design. Like you can see where I got. No, confused. no, I can't. Jacob. Yes, you can. No, I can't. <laughs> they are both vaguely shadowy in the art because and how it's this really shadowy art. Jacob, uh, stop. Stop digging this hole for yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we get like a two-page spread of... Yes, like, uh, coming in the second year of Justice League and coming in 2013. Uh, we see little teases here. Uh, we get a Cheetah arc. We have an, uh, a, um, an Aquaman-related arc. Shazam's coming. Um... Uh, let's see. I mean, uh, Cyborg says it means when the Justice League opened up the ranks, we brought in a traitor. So we're going to bring in more members to the Justice League. Um, we see Pandora again in this little tease. We see a fight between Batman and Superman and a, a Justice League picture ripped in half. And also yeah. Justice League of America. America. Uh, I mean, first off, look at this lineup. God, I love that line. <laughs> it is a cool lineup of the characters that I recognize. Uh, okay. Actually, I'm curious. Who don't you recognize here? Uh, I don't recognize who the Green Lantern is. 
That's uh, uh, Simon Bass. See, nobody at the time would have recognized him either because he was a new one. Uh, he was a new character. Yeah. And then the lady next to him. Stargirl. Stargirl. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. Typically a Justice Society member. Okay. So character I don't know. but And then I think everyone else you know because it's Vibe, it's Catwoman, it's Steve Trevor, Martian Manhunter, Katana, Hawkman, and Green Arrow. Yeah. What a cool lineup. Oh, I cool love lineup. That. And then we get another epilogue with Pandora. And it's uh, oh oh and also the Shazam wizard. So that's interesting. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, yeah, that's what the Shazam wizard looks like. Uh it's also worth noting, I think starting in the issues after this, um the Jeff Johns Justice League title started doing these backup stories in each issue where they were telling a little Shazam story and it's all collected in a big volume called Shazam. So, so that. okay. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. It's a yep. little Shazam story. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Shazam nice, is tying into it. So it's another, it. it's a nice epilogue. Um, again, doesn't move anything along. But yeah. And that's about it. That's about um, it. So, Obviously, based on our conversation, Origin is the stronger volume. Origin is the stronger volume. Yeah. Like, um, not not that Villain's Journey is bad. I think just it's, Orig- it's Origin, Origin speaks with a lot more style and flair and just knows exactly what it wants to be, whereas Villain's Journey is like, where does the New 52 go from here? Where does it go from here? I whereas, also think it's telling that we talk more about Origin because it's more interesting character dynamics, whereas Villain's Journey isn't as interesting despite having like more going on in villain's journey there's there's more to talk about in origin because it's so strong on character and uh, it's very strong and jeff johns is an interesting writer yeah Um, there's a very clear love for all these characters and And you see some of his strengths and some of his weaknesses um yeah like neither of these books i will say are like my absolute favorite books of all time um but they're like origin they're both great like introductions Mm -hmm. um and like a great way to like start this this sort of like building up to like us doing more outside DC outside of Superman Batman, um, like we have been doing, um, because yeah, that's that's what they are. And I think this is now a good time to move into the movie discussion. Uh, uh, yes, but before we do that, uh, you may notice we have one more Twitter comment to go through. This is from our friend Corey Parker who has been on the co- on the podcast at elite comic nerd she says trans rights question mark to which i have to say yes yes trans rights yes like, trans rights you, very can, much you can quote us on that trans rights yes um, um anyway on to i was going to say where are we going to put that cuz that like <laughs> right now that's where we're going to put that <laughs> oh yeah so there. First off, before we go on to the movies, thank you all so much because I was I was very happy that we got a fair few responses to the Twitter thing. We'll definitely be doing this for future episodes. Yeah, so just I will say look out. I wasn't expecting that to be a thing. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Fine, let's add some more to the discussion. And I think it yeah. made for some fun talking points. So yeah, thank you. We might adjust some things. I think going as how we do it. Um, mm-hmm. Just we may yeah. like make it like a separate section. Separate section, maybe, maybe like do it more than just like the day before we record. Like, well, I don't know. Well, day of would be like when people would drop their questions anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you all so much to people that like contributed to that. Uh, we'll definitely be doing that in future episodes, so be on the lookout on our Twitters. Like I said, both of our Twitters will be linked in the description. I'll be the one that poses the questions, so just be on the lookout for me. But of course, Jacob retweets and and talks about everything else, so yeah, and I'll probably quote tweet and I'll, yeah. 
yeah. I'll collect things. Um, all right, so movies, movies, Justice League or uh, w- War, not Origin, War, um, which is an adaptation of Origin. So yes, uh, great cast, it, great cast, really great cast. I love um, Jason Omar as Batman. Apparently, some people don't like Jason Omar as Batman. Yeah, I saw that recently. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I fucking love him. I think he's great. I think he's good. You he's clearly like he's not trying to be Conroy. Um, Mm-hmm. He's very much I, doing his own thing, and it's, it's a great voice for him. Uh, now, I will say it's very interesting because this is a cast that like went over quite went with quite a few changes. Like Hal Jordan is not played by Nathan Fillion, but he's um, very good. He's I very really good. Like the does it in this. Um, Steve Bloom is Dark Side. That's fucking great. Sean Astin is Shazam. Sean Astin. Sean is Astin is Shazam. And I really can't think of much better casting for Shazam. I mean, Zachary Levi, I love, but Sean Astin is Shazam. <laughs> Sean Astin is. Let's be honest. Sean Astin's an underrated actor. He's like, so good. Uh, underrated. Everyone loves Sean Astin. Come on. Yeah, but he's <laughs> only known for Lord of the Rings, basically. I, I love a lot of Sean Astin projects. Um, uh, Rudy, right? I'm. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Rudy in a long time. That's but like, a I'm point. talking like the pop culture zeitgeist. He's no, well, yeah. Well, no, well, no, because because there's like a whole new generation that knows him from Stranger Things. He's in Stranger Things. I haven't seen Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah, he's in season two. Yeah, he's a big. Kind of want to watch Stranger Things just for Sean yeah. Astin. Yeah. See, I dropped off after season two, and I was like, okay, I'm not interested in from this point. But uh, but he's great. He's great in season two. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, great, great film adaptation though. Um, it, it's pretty straight for the most part, other than the big change of like Aquaman being replaced by Shazam. But that's it, pretty it, much. Actually, I really like what they do. It helps actually the early Vic Stone scenes work better in a performed medium. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like the scenes and the issues, a lot of it's internal, and it's like, oh, we're making a film. Yeah, yeah. We can't really do the internal thoughts as much. Isn't uh, Alan Tudyk Superman in this movie? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. It's Alan Tudyk. Alan fucking Tudyk. He's played, um, you know, he's suddenly played a lot of DC characters. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love Alan Tudyk. <laughs> um, so great. Apparently also when they were making the Peacemaker intro, because it was uh, choreographed by Alan Tudyk's wife, there was a day when John Cena couldn't be there and Alan Tudyk stood in for rehearsing for John Cena. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. They basically they pair Billy Batson up with Vic Stone, and it's it's a great it, dynamic. I it's, really it's, like it's that. It's kid Billy Batson, and that's that's it's very nice. Yeah, um, I love like, that. I love um, uh, I love how they do. They rearrange some of the things. Uh, like they changed the "Who the hell is Bruce Wayne?" thing early on because they do this great bit where um, where Batman already knows that. Clark Kent to Superman, so he calls him Clark, and then Clark just like scans, uh, uses like his X-ray vision to like scan Bruce's mask. And he's like, "Oh, okay, Bruce Wayne." Bruce Wayne. And then, and then Hal says, "Okay, who the hell who is the Bruce, hell Wayne? Is Bruce Wayne?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so it, it's a there's there's like some rearranging, but it's not like a big change. I think it's it's very much like rearranged to make it a film. Add some scenes there, like add a bolstered up climax with Superman. Um, yeah. 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 And um, and also post credit scene because we have to tease the next one. Did you yeah. wait, did you watch the post credit scene? I didn't. Goddamn. Okay. Well, anyway, basically, it's um, it's uh, an Atlantean rising from the water says our king is dead, something like that, and uh, we must avenge him. Or he's like, this means war with the surface or something. So, so yeah, that's that's it. Okay. The, the, this Atlantean is an important character, but I won't spoil who it is. So okay. Anyway. 
um yeah so that's that um great film though really really great film you also did watch something else recently yeah i did not intentionally that we have but yeah but also like it it works that you did it here because it is technically inspired by the new 52 justice league at the very least the lineup um, the lineup and the overarching plot is very jeff johns like Uh, so you watched Zack Snyder's Justice League for the first I did. time. I did. You did. And it's damn good, isn't it? It is good. I've been telling it you is. for so long to watch it. It's so good. And I was going to anyway. It was just a matter of finding the time. Uh, and I, I watched most of it on call with you. Uh, you did. You did. Uh, with some commentary. No, I think you watched all of it on call with me. Was it all of it? It might have been all I of it. I think so, yeah. You did it in two settings. And I think uh, we happened to just be on Discord the whole time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will say it's it's... It's very long, uh, paced well, but still long. Um, like, pos- <sighs> I, I'd like to see a sequel at, at, in some form. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I agree. I would like to see it. Like, I don't think we're gonna get a film, or at least a full live-action film sequel. I mean, uh, hey, you never know. Yeah, Stranger uh, Things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like maybe even even if they just switched to like just an animated film, like eh, I don't know if that would work. Some sort, just I just want to. I'd like to see the story told somehow. Yeah, uh, definitely. No, that does there, not there mean like plans. like a certain contingent of Twitter likes to say that we should you know hate on any other DC projects because DC has been killing it with their other projects lately. They have like, absolutely, yeah. Like, um, also, apparently, there was a big shakeup at Warner Brothers uh, on the Warner Brothers like executive level recently that could mean some big things for the Snyder stuff. Yeah, I think we could have two universes going sideways. Honestly, especially especially like if you if you expressly label it as like, hey, Zack Snyder's Justice League Part Two, you know, you could do that. And at the same time, still continue all these other big projects. Uh, I, and I did. I remember telling you. I think. I think. Honestly, I think Snyder works better with like a miniseries format. Uh, I'd like to see that. I'd like yeah, to see. That. Like I like if if it was an like in the Snyder stuff was like HBO Max, where it's like the theatrical stuff. It's theatrical because like we are. Let's be honest. We're in an era where there's no longer like as bad of like a direct to video means cheap knockoff terrible film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like direct to streaming is also prestige film and television. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, as far as DC products go, we have a direct-to-streaming film coming out with Batgirl. Oh, right, that is direct-to-stream. Yeah. Direct yep, uh, yeah, straight to HBO Max. Yeah. I think it's still supposed to be this year. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, because they, they just wrapped filming recently. Yeah, because they, they... Yeah, they keep... They keep with Brendan Fraser. With Brendan Fraser as Firefly. I'm so excited. Oh, right, he's playing Firefly. Yeah. He's been a, He's been in a quite a few DC things recently. He did, uh, yeah, he's he's been doing Doom Patrol recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love the comeback of Brendan Fraser because I fucking love it. Yeah, and like of all the worlds for him to break back into, it's DC. Like it's I love DC. That. That's great. Um, yeah, if you've if you if you've seen, I will say for for the Snyder cut, if you've seen the theatrical cut, give the Snyder cut a chance. Um, you'll definitely like it more than the theatrical cut because the theatrical cut is a mess i mean hey unless you're a certain someone who believes in objectivity in media who prefers the theatrical cut wait what yeah yep that person yeah yes that person no names because we are a public podcast but okay yes that person okay but we're talking about that after this joey yeah oh yeah yeah um but in the meantime 
I think it's time to reveal our next episode. Yes, we do. I, I, okay, All right. So, so you said you have an idea, but you don't sound very confident. I have a guess that we might be doing Green Lantern next. No. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm wrong. Sorry. All right. So here's the thing. Typically, okay. so I had you read the first two volumes of the New 52 Justice League. Yeah. Typically, on an occasion like this, I would just be like, hey, let's do volume three next, volume four, maybe, whatever. Trouble okay. is, the next volume of Justice League is a crossover. Okay. And I feel that it would be pretty unfair to go straight into that with having you read the uh, the stuff that is going to lead up to that, like the stuff that it's crossing over with first. Do you know what the next arc is in Justice League? Are we doing Aquaman? We are doing Aquaman. <laughs> We're doing Aqu- next. Next time on Fresh Face Comics, we'll be reading the first two volumes of the Jeff Johns Aquaman run, uh, drawn by Ivan Reese. Um, this is uh, Volume One, The Trench, and Volume Two, The Others. Um, this is the first, I believe, thirteen issues of the series. Um, uh, volume One being one through six, Volume Two being seven through thirteen. Be sure to join us then when we do that. Uh, I'm so excited for it. Um, I, you know, it's kind of telling. It's kind of telling that, like, the character who I was like, I want to read more of this the most was Aquaman. <laughs> it's really, I love that. I love that you called out Aquaman specifically when you mentioned me, mentioned, uh, when you mentioned that to me. You're like, I want to, you like, you maybe want to read more Aquaman. What the hell? I was like, well, I, I, I fuck, I may as well. <laughs> may as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Join us next time. I'm so excited to do it. Um, I can't, uh, no tie in media for the next one. There will be tie in media for the, episode after that though um so yeah thank you all so much for uh listening slash watching uh as always leave us a rating and review wherever you're watching or listening to us uh spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor youtube wherever you watch or listen to us it really means a lot be sure also to subscribe to blood donut studios uh on youtube we have started doing um uh, sort of like seen excerpts from comics recently. I did a scene with a friend of mine named Taya. Um, it was it was beautiful. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Because did a scene from the Sandman, and it was it was super fun. And uh, I know Jacob really liked it. I so. liked it. It, g- it gave me chills. Uh, awesome. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, uh, yes, I am at Jomo with three underscores, and I'm at Newt five nine nine six. Yes, um, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Again, those will be linked down in the description. You can also buy these books slash book if you're doing deluxe edition on Amazon. I'll leave those linked in the description of the YouTube video. And also our next reading of Aquaman will be uh, down in the description on the YouTube video as well. So I think that's it. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Joey Morgan. And Jacob Licklider. Goodbye. Goodbye.